All thanks to teamwork. Yeah, my teamwork. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to CORE. This is CORE for Thursday, April 28th, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. And uh, I just walked in from uh, Las Vegas for an event we had for my morning show. And I wanted to share a very quick uh, story because it has a video game tie-in. And you guys are actually the first ones I told. Any public people I told about my win or my my near win. Um, But this is a pretty good story, so I'm going to tell you real quick. There's this arcade uh, called the... Player One Arcade, I think it's got a simple name like that, but it's rad. It's this really cool, nerdy hangout that a lot of people only know about because their friends tell them, but it's an arcade and bar. You might call it a barcade. They don't, but you could. Um, full of stand-up arcade machines, sit-down cocktail-style machines, and, you know, legit stuff from old arcades, couple of machines with tons of mames on them and stuff like that if you want to play that way. There's also uh, the tables and booths have some kind of retro console hooked up to a TV on those tables so you could play like a Genesis or a Sega CD or a SNES on that one or ColecoVision, whatever. It was amazing. It was really cool in there. And we had a video game uh, tournament. And the the idea nice. was you you we had brackets and people get, you know, uh, put up against each other and we'd have to pick whatever game we're doing or Brian would pick the game or I'd pick the game. And we would go play that game until somebody won or lost that game. And uh, I figured I'd be out in the first round because, you know, everybody's good at this stuff. And I'm not really, you know, my head's not really feeling very competitive. I'm just there to have a good time and whatever. Brian was out in the first round, so I figured that'd be me too. I win the first round. I'm like, oh, okay. And that was Joust. I won with Joust. Oh, yeah. You're a Joust master. I love Joust. It's one of my favorite games. Who who picked the games here? In this case, I got to choose (laughs) and and the guy had to agree to it. Or else we had okay. to pick another game. So we kind of had oh, that Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But well, he thought he could take you in jail. He thought he could take me wow, in jail. Wow, that was the that was his They don't first listen mistake. to core. Yeah, yeah that's not a core listener right there. Yeah, so like he, Joust MMOs here, buddy. Yeah, Joust is only my favorite arcade game ever for anyone out there not aware of this. So, I'm, so we play that, and I win, and we move on. And then it was, uh, I don't remember what the second game was, but we did this series of games, and it's different people getting matched up. And before I know it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm winning every game. Like, this isn't supposed to happen. And I also don't want this trophy because that's dumb. It's our trophy. We're giving somebody. So <laughs> You're misspelling trophy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, it has it says the morning steam, which whatever. And it makes it more valuable. That's our take on it anyway. But Brian yeah. made this a really cool 3D printed, you know, arcade cabinet. And I did some art on it and misspelled our name. But anyway, um, we go and we go and we go. We had a particularly hairy Miss Pac-Man event or a, a fight between me and this uh, a person in our community called Kathy. Kathy and I played it. She's very good. Her strategy, eat all the ghosts all the time. Never not yeah. eat ghosts. Because eat ghosts. big points, right? Thousand points if you get them all every time. And my, my goal was clear the boards as fast as I could, get, get way deeper into the game. Uh, you know, by clearing boards. Here's the problem. Every game in that arcade, including Joust, was their dip switches are all cranked up to higher difficulty. And they do that because it's all on free play. Everything's free play, but they do that so that people are not on one machine forever. Right. So that more mm-hmm. people get a chance to play. So uh, normally that would just drive faster quarter usage, but uh, that's what it's designed for. But anyway, so Miss Pac-Man from the get-go is as fast as she normally is at like level eight or something. 
So just hauling ass, you know, and if you're not used to it, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't remember it feeling like this. And so it was definitely weird. Anyway, I got to like 33,000 points, had it my final death. We'd gone, been going back and forth and she was sucking it score wise, but she was slowly getting more ghosts. Goes back to her. She plays it, does really well for that run. And she's one ghost chomp away from, and from and this, I mean, it got really down to the wire. One ghost chomp away from exceeding my score. So she went from like this really low score all the way up to almost mine, like a thousand points away. And uh, as she goes toward Blinky or whoever it was, it was one of these levels where they're blinking faster. You know, they're turning, they're turning back to their normal selves quicker. That's kind of how that game ramps up in difficulty. Yeah. The same with Pac-Man. And she's she's cutting over to just get that one last ghost, but it's going blink, blink, blink. And I'm like, it's not going to make it. It's not going to make it. Sure enough, she chomps it right as it turns back into normal ghost mode. And oh, she dies, no. loses her final thing. So I won by a oh. sheer ghost chomp away, Bo, is all I won by. So that was like insane. Damn. People are yelling and we're all screaming. It was really great. Was so, it people huddled around the cabinet or was it displayed up somewhere? Uh, huddled around the cabinet. So we were That's just awesome. Yeah, That's great. It was great. It was yeah. a very old school way of doing it. And a lot of people there were not with us. They were just people there. So, But they were all getting into it. Anyway, yeah. and we had like 70 of us there or something. Wow. Uh, so then I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to go all the way. So um, we kept running into machines that were broken in some way. Like the asteroids fire button wouldn't work. So that was like okay. out. So we tried it, but then we were like, oh my gosh, that's not going to work. We had a hockey game where the, the stick would not go left for one of the players. So we couldn't do that. So we had to trash those, those runs. But eventually you'd find a game that was good. So the long and the short of it is everybody's playing in these brackets, losing, winning, losing, winning. We get to the finals and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm in the damn finals. Um, Brian has to pick the final game and me and the guy, it's actually monkey bananas brother. Who's never heard the show, never heard of frog pants before has no idea what the hell we're doing. He's just tagging along with his brother. What's that banana's name? That guy's name is just a, he's just guy, man. I don't, I, I don't even know his name. I still maybe, I, he's, maybe he's armadillo bananas. He might be armadillo Monkey, bananas. Monkey, Mr. Monkey bananas with his brother armadillo. It's bananas. entirely possible, but it turns out quite the arcade whiz, this dude and was killing everybody in the other bracket. So oh, he's the final yeah. guy. I'm the final guy. Again, he doesn't, he's not even like part of the community, but here he is wrecking everybody. Um, so we go to the final game. It's street fighter alpha three. Okay. A game I like, I like alpha three a lot. Uh, all the alphas I thought were good Street Fighter games. They're maybe my favorite of all the Street Fighters. Anyway, so we're playing that. I'm okay with it. Chun-Li's my, my go-to when, when I'm in the arcade. And so we play that. The sticks are a little janky. They're old. Mm-hmm. They're not. Mm-hmm. The fidelity is, you know, you, it's just a little loose. They've lost their spring. They're not, they're not HD joysticks. No, not at all. And they haven't been, you know, adjusted or tweaked in a while. So, But, but, but we were both fighting under the same those same limitations so it was still fair right um cranked up the game first round wrecked him she's doing her million foot kick thing and you know all her awesome moves just kicking his ass i'm juggling him and getting combos and all this and i'm like oh my gosh i'm gonna win this now the plan was if i did win we're still giving the trophy to the runner-up because i'm not giving myself a trophy so (laughs) <laughs> right, you just declare yourself king of all video games, and then the runner-up gets it. Exactly. Then I can walk yeah. around and act like cock of the walk, and you know whatever. So <laughs> then, good. so first round, I'm feeling really confident. Second round is a 
is a very close round, but he edges me out of the very end, just knocks me out of the very, very end of the second round. So now we're third round. The, the optimal audience experience is happening. We had to go the full three rounds, you know, and that's how the game set up three rounds, no extra rounds. So we get to the third round and it's looking pretty good there for a minute, but then he's playing Ken. And for some reason, suddenly he is a professional Ken fireball chucker and doesn't oh, miss a, no. a shot. And not only that, his timing is so good that I'm anticipating it wrong, jumping at the wrong moment, getting hit by it anyway, blocking the wrong moment. Um, also, I think it behaves weird in alpha three as, as opposed to two. So it's not the exact same mechanic. And so it's harder to dodge or move from anyway. So that's all going on. And he beat me in the last, the last oh, little bit. Yeah. This guy oh. who's never heard a damn thing we've ever done. But now maybe. he's got a morning steam trophy. Yeah, now he's got a morning <laughs> yeah, steam does. trophy. And so when he goes to look up the show, he won't even be able to find it. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think if he, okay, so if we gained a new listener this way, this is officially the hardest path anyone has ever taken to acquire a new listener. It's not sustainable yeah. is what I'm saying. So, <laughs> and the tournament and the top prize. One video game yeah. tournament at a time. Yeah. We'll get everybody. It was so fun, though. My gosh, that was fun. I want to do that every time we do the Vegas thing because – Something about competitive old arcade machine play that's yeah, you know, yeah. So I remember those arcade, you know, areas where people put their quarters up and yeah. declare their intent to play other people. Yep. There was there was a lot of that. They had some they had a really weird um Xevious machine because everything about it, the case, the sticks, the by case I mean cabinet, all the art, everything, the the, the marquee, it's all Xevious. But as soon as you go put it hit play. Even the screen is doing like a demo of Xevious, but you hit play and it's some platformer thing that's nothing to do with Xevious. So there's some uh, real, some weird hanky panky shit going on in that place, but we had fun. So there's my story to start today's uh, show off. And I'm really glad I got back in time. We, we kind of rushed a little bit, left there at about 10 a.m., got here 10 minutes before the show. And I've been really excited about oh, the show. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we drove all the way, you know, nonstop. I mostly, mostly Kim did. Uh, I slept a little in the car. That's why I have some energy. But uh, I was really excited to hang out with you guys. So, oh, so there well, you that's go. Nice of that's you. awesome. I, yeah. I, I, w- I feel a little bad. I wish you could have had a more relaxing return. But I'm ah, very happy. To I'll be fine too. tonight. I don't have anything super early tomorrow. So it's 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 all good in the hood. Um, but yeah, that's the story. And if you want to hear about uh, edibles, well, you'll have to become a patron at patreon.com slash core show. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So go. This is a nice sales pitch. <laughs> yeah. You want the edibles talk? You got to pay. You got to pay to get it. Uh, just like the edibles themselves. Let's do this. All right. Enough about me and my week. Let's get into what's going on around the video games. It was announced. This week was crazy because I felt like a lot of stuff dropped while I was gone, and I didn't have a lot of time to to focus on it or think about it. You know, Twitter selling itself to Elon Musk to. Diablo Mortal ending up on PC, which is what we're going to talk about in a second. There's a freaking uh, Overwatch beta came out, or alpha, I guess. Like, a lot happened. Beta. 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 Is it a beta or alpha? I guess it's beta. Yeah, a okay. lot of Blizzard, a lot of stuff happening in the Blizzard uh, camp of things. Yeah, which surprises me. The Dragonflight announcement was just already a big thing, but... Yeah, it's a lot. They're... It's a one. It's a combination punch. They're trying really hard to give... Uh, trying to figure out a way to get me to play a game again. And... uh Maybe these will yeah. do it. I mean, the fact that, well, let's dive into this one. Diablo, Diablo Immortal will be playable on PC. Uh, something I think Bo asked for a lot, didn't you? Back in the, well, or was it John? I mean, I might, Some, have, 
I, we talked about it a lot because, you know, famously, John is not a big fan of the mobile gaming. Yeah. And, you know, I wasn't that impressed with it on mobile either. So I think we talked a lot about how, you know, an, another expansion pack was canned and yet we're still getting Diablo 3 stuff, but just on the phone? How stupid is this? Mm. Like, as a Diablo 3 player who's put thousands of hours in, I don't get content. Meanwhile, the mobile schlubs get their freemium content. You know, like, <laughs> I don't mean to be so derisive. I'm just mad because they're putting my game on the wrong platform. Sure. Uh, so... <laughs> And, you know, there's been lots of memes about red shirt guy. Not, well, he's a different red shirt guy. You know, the do you have phones? Or is this an out-of-season April Fool's joke guy? Oh. Yeah, and that um, leading to the don't you guys have phones quote. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one, <laughs> you know, I think, was it Wyatt Chang that said that? It was yeah. Wyatt Chang, yeah. 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 I'm pretty and sure he's he the nicest guy, by, that by the way. Nicest he's the man. nicest guy, but he waking up that morning, he didn't know he was going to say something that he was going to hear for the next 10 damn years. <laughs> right. yeah. Every the rest time, of his life. Yeah. Every, like, even now, if it's like, uh, you know, they post Dragonflight and someone's like, do y'all not have dragons? Like, it's just, it is going to haunt him for years. And really, it's kind of unfair almost because, you know, it's just a bunch of words he said. But like... Like, um, anyways, uh, uh, people were not happy about this. Uh, not us, not just us. No, so that is true. Talk about uh, John, does it as a, as the leading mobile um, critic here? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> critic of mobile leading gaming. Mobile critic. Do you believe that this puts you any closer to caring about Immortal? Because up to this point, I believe you've been pretty flat. You know, like eh, I mean, I may look at it just to see what they ended up doing, but I'm not going to invest in it. Does this change that for you? Yeah, absolutely. A little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's like a half step um, or, or it's the first step in a two step process. Like, uh, you know, my biggest I have two big issues with with mobile games. One, I don't like playing games on my phone. Like that's the first hurdle. I, I don't use that device for that purpose. So if you put a game there, I'm probably not going to play it. It has to be pretty incredible. And I have to get over an initial hurdle of, I don't like playing games on my phone. Yeah. It's not a, a platform. I enjoy to play a video game on. Yeah. So this, this gets over that hurdle, you know, halfway there, almost done. Yeah. But the, the other part is, is that I think mobile games are, uh, by and large, absolute dog shit experiences (laughs) as a video gamer. Like I got an email today. It's funny that we're talking about this because I got an email today and it was from square Enix, Queenix. And it said, uh, something, something mana available now. I was like, Oh, is there a new mana game out? Let me, let let me check that out. What is that? I opened the email and I, I read the name. I've already forgotten what it was because beyond the title and a piece of art, I saw pre-order bonus and it was a crystal and the number X 200 next to it. Oh, and that's all I had to see was a crystal X 200. And I went, Oh, it's mobile bullshit and closed it. And I I then forgot about the game altogether. And it's one of those things where it's like, if I can see an image that just shows your pre-order gotcha crap and immediately know, Oh, this is a shitty mobile experience. Like that's all you need to know about mobile gaming. Like it is, extremely predatory it puts in the same like here's a hundred different currencies to try and fool you into spending money on us to give you a supposed value that we're only creating within our own you know system Mm -hmm. i don't know if diablo immortal is going to have this or not yeah i don't know how much of a mobile game it's going to be sure i would hope that it it 
doesn't. I, I'd hope it doesn't have that stuff. If it doesn't, I will 100% play this because so this I'm, ready play, more, right? I, I'm, re- yeah, I'm, I'm ready for more. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready for more Diablo. Like I've been ready for more Diablo for a long time. I love Diablo three. I'm looking forward to Diablo four. Um, and I don't need that big of an excuse to want to play more of it. Uh, I just I don't want to play Diablo with, you know, how many uh, soul shards dropped. And that equates to five dollars in currency and you can pay us money to do it and that's like if they monetize it well and it's still a fun game in spite of however they monetize it yeah i'm a hundred percent down for playing this on the computer that's Uh, the second hurdle they got to get over for me though good good chance it will be though because remember battle or mercenaries exists Uh, hearthstone mercenary it's yeah i mean they've crossed the threshold already like i i can defend a tcg like Hearthstone, but I can't defend Mercenaries. It's pretty clearly Raid Shadow Legends. Oh, 100%. Uh, And and so I, I, you know, we'll see. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I I think, you know, John's fears will likely be confirmed unless they do it in a good way. I mean, I thought I wouldn't mind Lost Ark as much as I ended up minding. (laughs) Yeah. So. Well, and Lost uh, Ark is, that's a good, let's not skip over that because Lost Ark was a free-to-play, although there was, you know, you could pre-buy to get early access and all other stuff, but. Is essentially a free to play game that went crazy with popularity. There was a lot of, you know, some of that streaming and whatever, but, you know, a very successful US launch for this four or five year old thing that was already doing well in other parts of the world, filled with these microtransactions and things. Yet, given the platform, in this case, John, the PC, and given, you know, at least some of the depth of the game, you got some pretty good playtime out of that. If they're offering at least that here, you know, that much. And I, my, my expectation, it'll be more than that because I can't think of a more criticized thing in the history of Blizzard when it comes to just game titles, not not sexual harassment, but game titles. This thing was yeah. like just a, everyone was mad immediately. No one was happy ever. It went forever before we heard much about it. And then it went forever more to actually come out. So we're finally getting it in June. What that tells me is they, they probably had to take all that into account at least for this territory. So to play, to have this played in North America and have it played by a lot of their, their devoted players, I think they had to keep a lot of that in mind. So I'm optimistic, especially given that there will be a PC version of the thing that it'll a look good on PC. Cause I don't think they're just mm-hmm. going to upres this thing. That just doesn't seem like they do that. Maybe I they mean, will. Honestly, even if they do, it's yeah. going to probably look comparable to Diablo three. Correct. Diablo three. Yeah. Let me tell you is a shitty looking video game. <laughs> I love that game to no end, but every time I log in and I make a new character, I go, Ugh. Yeah. and then I'm like, Oh, look at my pet. And it looks like Warcraft, uh, world of Warcraft, <laughs> like vanilla pets. Mm-hmm. And it's like, here's your it's three so- polygons that make up the little pet. That's going to collect gold for you. And you're like, Woo. Well, it's, it's showing its age okay. a bit. It's yeah. for sure showing its age. Yeah. yeah. So I, even even if it's the phone game just blown up, like I think it's still gonna look okay. Yeah, I think it'll look. I think it might look better because those those the character selection screen that looks so good in this, um, those are just zoomed out versions of the characters, and they already look a billion times better than they did in three. So even if the yeah. general effect far away camera pulled out is sort of Diablo three ish, it seems like they've got a little more scale that they can play with and make it look okay. Um, but they're saying like full keyboard mouse support, controller support built in. If you'd rather play that way, 
and of course on phone, you know, touch included, but also controller support there. Also, you can, I think it's some Android phones, maybe even, I actually you can do this on an iPhone or a, or a, a tablet. You can just, you know, US or sorry, uh, Bluetooth, a mouse and a keyboard in there, and it will be playable in that format as well. So I feel like this is all an answer to all the criticisms. They're just like, okay, fine. We'll make it on PC as well. We need to make this free-to-play game, and we have all these big plans. But okay, we'll give you these caveats so that you feel like you're you're playing it the way you want to play it. And when I heard that, I went, well, now John's in. He'll play. He'll play this. Yeah. As long as it's not... I, I don't want to pick up 30 different currencies just because I logged into your game. Like Whether or not they're important, that is something that really annoyed the shit out of me with uh, Lost Ark was I logged into the game and it's like, hey, congratulations. Thanks for logging in. Here's 15 feathers. Mm. I went, well, what the hell do I do with these? <laughs> yeah, and then like feel. they're like, oh, you came back another day? Here's some shiny rocks. Yeah. I was like, okay. Mm. Here's a, a treasure chest. What's in it? Maybe cake. Maybe roses. <laughs> Maybe a potato. I'm like, That's what do real. I do with all this? And it's just sitting in my inventory. That's I'm real. Like, it's not an exaggeration. Those are literally the items you get. It's pretty much like what you get. Yeah, it's potatoes and roses. and That's hilarious Those are rapport items to make NPCs like you better to unlock more daily quests with them. Yeah, and I mean, eventually you figure it out. But I looked at it and I was just like, what the hell is this? I don't want to manage this. Yeah. Diablo has enough inventory issues. I can't handle collecting feathers and pretty rocks. Like, just as long as they can avoid some of those trappings. Like, I don't care if it's we give you three classes at the beginning. And if you want other classes, you got to buy them. Mm-hmm. Fine. That's right. not that's not so mobile game that I won't do it. Right. Or if you want to buy some outfits for your character, you got to pay for that. Or you want to buy a, a pet that picks up gold yeah, that's better but, than whatever we give you by default. I'm fine with all of those things. But as soon as it starts to turn into energy or here's your crystals that you collect or all Diablo, that. Like, Diablo no, droppings. Yeah, Diablo, Diablo droppings. droppings. Yeah, the droppings that you get out of Diablo. I was so, going to say, you can pay money for the classes or 10,000 Diablo droppings. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So this is, I'm looking at some footage right now. It's already being captured on PC. Uh, you can see where the the normal interface for, for things on a mobile device looks like they're still sort of there, except now these are tied to key key bindings. So there's a queue there I can see. Number four has got some kind of move. Like This looks like it's going to play like straight up Diablo and a bunch of new content. Now, here's the good news. In theory... Let's say, okay, just for funsies, let's say this ends up being as good as Diablo 3 ever was gameplay-wise, all right? Okay. In theory, this means more content for longer because this will be an ongoing service running sort of ongoing concern, this game, and not a one-off with a a single expansion and then the second one they canceled because they were weird about it. This means, oh, new story out this week of... You know what I mean? Like that's how they do mobile. Like so, Lost Dark style, right? There's yeah. a patch. The patch has to do content. No, yeah. no waiting for a box. I mean, I just think they have a way here to maybe redeem this thing. And I'm They're not. Pro- I, so I expect them to do that with Diablo Four. I expect Diablo Four to be a box sale, and then oh yeah, yeah, yeah. same. Lost Dark. Like I, I, I sort of expect to have weird currencies even in Diablo Four. Honestly, yeah. like Path of Exile. Path of Exile uh, has really been uh, a huge success in the ARPG genre. Yeah. And so so is Lost Ark. I, I don't see them. I see them probably trying to innovate in a good way. That's Blizzard and, you know, the way that they do it. But they haven't really shown any indication that their monetization plans are going to be any different than what 
you might have said before, well, Blizzard doesn't do stuff like this. Well, they're 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 on board with that stuff too now. Like right, it's, right. It's, it's an industry wide thing. Uh, I don't see why they're going to leave money on the table. Yeah. And let everyone else pick it up. No, because I, I as much as we criticize mobile gaming, I see lots of people on the Genshin Impact Twitch uh, <laughs> oh, chat. Yeah, like a absolutely. lot of these games are quite popular. People are quite happy to wail. And, uh, well, that's just, you know. I've said it before. Like, gamers can get as precious as they want about, like, oh, I'm above mobile games or whatever. And, you know, I'll be your captain. I'll lead the charge on that. But if we ever went to war, the hardcore gamers versus the mobile gamers, they outnumber us a lot they would win we yeah. would not win this war like yeah. if it if if all the mobile gamers said look you ever make a video game again on a proper console we won't put any money into your mobile game every developer in the world would be like we're sorry yeah. we're, we're sorry like well, you have indies <clears throat> to play because guess what that is literally where all the money is yeah so. you're the you're the grasshoppers or we're the grasshoppers they are the ants there's way more of them they could rise up and kill us all is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So let them have their game, yeah. you know, be salty when you want to be salty. I don't think it's unreasonable to have the stance. Hey, Blizzard, your audience is on PC. Are you going to put this mobile game of yours on PC? I think that's 100 percent reasonable. True. But at the end of the day, mobile gaming isn't going anywhere. Let them have their games. So you can keep getting yours. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna have another one soon, isn't there? Still a Warcraft mobile game announcement that yeah. we're waiting for. Yeah, we got that yeah. coming up here in a bit. We're gonna talk about what that might be, but that's finally happening next week. So there's. I yeah. wonder what that's gonna be. Well, there's stuff like popping a, right like now. A dating simulator or something like that. I'm pretty sure that's the game that um, Corey Stockton went and hiding to work on. Um, Doesn't he really like Nintendo games? He I loves Nintendo. Loves them. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's like, the he's the one Animal Crossing more than maybe anybody. Yeah, I've never I've never seen anybody quite as as into it as he was. Like, this is a guy literally ahead of a BlizzCon. He's a pet battle guy, right? He was he made pet, pet battles pet exactly. Yeah. But yeah. he's a guy ahead of yeah. BlizzCon when the 3DS was popular, to 2014 or so. Sends me a DM before I left and says, "Bring your 3DS." I want to share <laughs> something. He wanted to share something. I don't remember what it was. It may have been Animal Crossing stuff. I don't remember. Some kind of fruit exchange. Oh, sure. I don't know what it was. So when <laughs> I met him, so when I met him in the bar, the Hilton bar, first thing we did was whip out our damn 3DSs and and do that street pass crap and that's what it was. It was Street Pass. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, Street Pass was really popular then. Everybody yeah. had to bring their 3DSs and leave them on so that, look how many people I Street Passed with. BlizzCon yeah. was great for that. It was beautiful. Oh, it was Street Pass heaven at BlizzCon for a couple of years there. But he, he's a super nice guy. And when they when he went off to do that, it was, it's was it been dead silence. Like, what are they working on over there? It's that incubation thing. And I think this is it. So knowing what he loves about Nintendo and those kinds of experiences, I wouldn't be surprised if there was at least some let's capture creature animal shit. crossing, but with orcs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or some, you know, some mix that with Pokemon somehow they were all very big Pokemon go players there. So a lot of people theorize this will have some sort of elements from that. I don't yeah. think this I is mean, just a mobile. I mean, you could see like MMO. that whole ARPG or whatever you call it, like the augmented, whatever you consider Pokemon Go to be, where it's, you know, real world tied in with your game, real world locations and all of that. You can see that fitting into the Warcraft universe pretty easily. Is this controlled by the Alliance or the Horde? Mm -hmm. You know, like it, yeah. it's pretty easy to see how that would map. Yeah, I agree. What I would really like to see in the end is... um these Blizzard developers making good stuff. Maybe the WoW team fixing their shit. Maybe this new team making a rad mobile experience. Maybe Immortal surprising us all and being great. So that ahead of them fixing all their other bullshit, 
they've actually got some games we all want to play. You know what I mean? For those of us who are a little bit put off by all of that so much that I've not touched a Blizzard game in a year, um, you know, I, I need them to... I like that there are, there are good, smart people working on cool, possible stuff. And maybe, just maybe, whether that's the Microsoft acquisition, which, by the way, got approved yesterday by the, uh, by the Activision board. That was a big step toward finalizing it. But whatever, whatever the result of that is, you know, it'd be great if there was some library coming along with just some good basic decency coming. Yeah. Um, and fixes at the, you know, at the corporate level. So anyway, we will see what happens. Um, moving on. I mean, I've spread some of these, these uh, Warcraft stories, these uh, Blizzard stories around just because I wanted to. I don't know why I did, but I did. I know. I had them all organized where I was like, this will give Scott a nice, easy transition. And then I see Scott get in and move them all over the place. It was like, clearly not what he wants. Yeah. He wants to talk about little, little this, little that, back to this, yeah. back to that. Yeah, I figured. I don't... Incredible, man. These things a little differently. Yeah, yeah, I've had a real awakening since my experience. <laughs> He's uh, a different uh, man. In he Las went Vegas. To the desert and came back changed. Exactly. Um, people are a little bit upset. Uh, Sega decided to release the Sonic Origins thing that was coming i was actually kind of excited about this um but then, i still am but man yeah. can, can you take a an announcement that people were generally positive about and then just muddy the waters as much as humanly possible sega has done it oh they completely uh, have they're jacked it it's jacked uh so here's the oh. deal they um made a bunch of really weird decisions around it dlc systems d-list previous versions of the game games that were included like they're acting like Stuff didn't exist before when you were pre-ordering or something? Yeah, so, well, basically what they've done, they've done a couple of things. The first thing is, is they went through and delisted any game that is in this collection on any of their digital storefronts with a few exceptions. So right. before anybody says, this is still on here, there are a couple of exceptions. But generally speaking, so for example, I think I bought Sonic CD on Steam at yeah. one point. I don't think I've ever played it, but I think I owned it. I don't think you can get that game anymore. At the very least, it's in the process of going away because... They want you to get Sonic Origins. And this is a concern for a lot of people because there are people that go, well, previously it was just a port. Now you're kind of doing an update and a, a renew. But what if you mess something up? What if you George Lucas this and make a change we don't like? Now you've gone back and you've retroactively removed our ability to buy the original version. Yeah. And now we're stuck with this if this ends up being garbage now yeah, yeah. you know as is usually the case when something gets delisted from steam if you already bought it you can still download it it's not it's not like it's deleting it from you know your account or anything but it's still seen as a little bit of a like not consumer friendly activity right yeah. like to say instead of having a choice on how you buy it this is now the more expensive option and your only option yeah um, so that was that's the more recent thing they've done. The other thing they did was they announced the DLC for it, the DLC plan. Yeah. And for some reason, for this classic collection of Sonic games, there are five different possibilities of DLC and pre-order options that you might have. Mm. So there is the standard edition game, which contains I'm I'm looking at a graphic for this, Scott. If you want to pull up the news story and share the graphic, it's a wild graphic. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So, okay. So if you, if you get the standard edition of the game, you get the main game. Yeah. Um and that's it. That's all you get. Yeah. But if you if you pre-order it, uh 
then you also get a hundred bonus coins. No idea what that means. Mirror mode unlocked and a letterbox background. Nice. So you get that if you pre-order, but if you don't pre-order, you don't get that at all. That's the only way you can get those things. Then there are two versions of DLC that you can buy. You can buy a premium fun pack, which contains hard missions. It also has the letterbox background uh, that you get for pre-ordering character animation in the main menu <laughs> so i what? guess instead of a static main menu it moves because okay. you bought this dlc Neat. camera controls over the main menu island so uh you've unlocked a dlc camera controls and character animations during music islands yeah whatever the hell that that was that is some <laughs> look i've had to make swag bags and weird things and go oh how do we add value to this how do we add more stuff we're, we're out of options so i understand that thinking there's no reason they have to do this stupid this is so stupid well then there's the classic music pack scott this gets you additional music tracks from the mega drive slash genesis titles and it's the only way to get that unless you get the digital deluxe edition in which case you get all of the dlc except the pre-order stuff Unless you pre-order the digital deluxe version. Ah, so maximum confusion then is what you're saying. Yes. It shouldn't take a graph like this to figure out how to pre-order Sonic. And it looks like you don't get the letterbox background if you go with the digital deluxe. Like why... If you're spending the maximum money, why wouldn't I get the maximum features? Right. Well, you do. Well, actually, yeah, that's a good point. Wait. How does that work? Because I get, in theory, the premium fun pack. Do they delete it? If if I don't pre-order it and I buy the buy digital the, deluxe, do I not get the letterbox background? That actually you, does you make no sense. You have to buy both the digital deluxe and the start dash, the start dash pack. Start. But everything. that's only the start dash is just a pre-order. That's their pre-order bonus. Right. Free DLC included with the pre-order. <laughs> oh, so they could have just done them one column. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. here's the thing the I don't understand. Other way, right? well, let's say you don't pre-order the deluxe edition, right? Yeah. Yeah. The deluxe edition is supposed to come with all the DLC, right. which would be the premium fun pack, which does come with the letterbox background, yeah. but apparently doesn't in the deluxe edition. This makes no sense. This is really bizarre. Yeah. It's incredibly this, strange. This is, yeah. I think this is just a reflection of the state of the <laughs> gaming industry at large. Like, Mm. So why bad. why why yeah the product managers just having like they're they're just they're having a good they're less concerned with making sales and having a good time yeah I, oh yeah it feels like it it feels like this is a marketing freaking nightmare like i i don't know who approved any of this and there's no way it was the like, devs the devs are like uh like i think this is going to backfire this reminds me of the the rockstar thing in a couple of ways Rockstar's like, hey, we're remastering all the old GTA games. Sweet, everyone said. Uh, but I'll still be able to get the old one. No, 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 we're taking all those down. You can't buy those anywhere anymore. Oh, wait, so I can only have your weird, rubbery-looking, shitball-looking new things? Yes, you can only have those now. So if you already own it on Steam, don't worry. You can keep it there. If you already bought it somewhere else, you're fine. But you're not going to be able to buy those anymore. Okay, number one mistake. And then... The the worst part is you made the game, or where they got real egregious, they made the game worse than the originals they were based on. <laughs> I'm not saying that's happening here so much right. with gameplay, mm-hmm. but I'm saying the effect of like them making this so weird and obtuse 
is just going to put, I, I think they make a turnaround is what I'm trying to get to. I think this changes their minds. This outburst changes their minds. Not us. I don't mean core. I mean like gamers. Well, I mean, they changed the whole movie because of a Sonic outburst. Yeah. So why not <laughs> They're not afraid. They, they listen. Yeah, that's true. Um, Actually, that leads me to think they might even more. Although, like I, all you know. of that should be there should be two SKUs basically, and mm-hmm. it should be the same whether you pre-order or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That should be it. And like, do you want to do a pre-order bonus? Do something like good, not <laughs> letterbox edition and character animations on the main menu. Like you're literally, <laughs> you're trying too hard. You're trying too hard to, to make DLC. And the thing is, I'm sure it's possible. You know, with a couple of weeks work, maybe a couple, I, I'm the game development expert here that knows how long things take. <laughs> I see a pattern emerging. <laughs> but like literally can't take that long to make some extra content for a pre-order bonus. Like just look at all the other games. They give you an extra gun or a skin for something. Just get Sonic in a pair of underwear or something. Yeah. You know, like a yeah. pirate Sonic, just a skin for the character. Anything. Done. Anything. Now. I will let me throw a little devil's advocate because obviously I put this on here because I think it's ridiculous. It's not hard to find where my opinion on it is. But let me let me just play devil's advocate a tiny bit. All right. Aren't you glad, though, that in a world where everybody has a deluxe edition skew and a regular edition skew, (laughs) that at least in the case of this one, you can look at the deluxe edition and go. That isn't worth the money at all. <laughs> I obviously need to get the standard one. They put yeah. nothing in this deluxe yeah. one. I guess I'll just get the standard one there, and, there is, and yeah. be fine and know that I'm going to get a perfectly acceptable package for it. Mr. Devil, you advocated for that really well. Yeah. <laughs> You did. Like, it was a good advocate. You did they say. didn't. They didn't go. But if you want Sonic and Knuckles Deluxe Edition only, like you know, it, it's not a hard decision. You look at it and you go, okay. So the best value is to pre-order the standard edition if it's something I know I want. I'm mm-hmm. gonna get the most out of the game yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I the 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 my number one thought when I see this is this should be three columns. It should be a list of what you know. The list on the side is fine. Whatever your list is, and then you say base game the next game should include everything the base game does plus whatever and then the third one should be anything that last option did plus this stuff instead there are rings scattered all over as if mark or as if uh, sonic himself just got hit by a bad guy and rings went everywhere like it's chaos, like yeah, chaos he got emeralds. Hit by Sega corporate <laughs> sent the rings all not, over the pre-order bonus. Do you guys not have Microsoft Excel? Do you not? Don't not we read all a spreadsheet? We all have a spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> I just wish one of their developers out there was was arguing against the criticism. And be like, do you not have Excel? <laughs> so I don't know do what it's gonna. See, is it not easy to read where there's rings you get, where there's no rings you don't get? What's the problem here, everyone? Exactly. Why all the criticism? I have a feeling they're gonna do something to rever- to change it or tweak it because this is too much outcry. It's not gonna go well. So you want to sell this thing? And you gotta you gotta treat your your fans well. And, so and so is that was that. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just wondering, is that what that Trek to Yomi troll was? Was it yes, that was. Sonic? I was just about to bring that up. Devolver Digital decided to make fun of Sonic and Sega 
bikes. Now I get it. I didn't get it. Putting up their own preview. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the troll first before today, and I'm like, I don't get it. This is just weird devolver shit, anyways. So now it's funny. Yeah. (laughs) Now it's really funny. You see this guy? I have it. I'm pulling it up now. This Uh, is chat. I just saw chat link it. You can can click it off. Mr. Yeah, Nenya Bidness bid, put a link to the tweet. Oh, there yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. So they, oh my Lord. Because yeah, this Trek to Yomi's coming out soon. Game Pass also. Yeah, uh, so look at their pre release. Uh, <laughs> let's see what it says. All right. Oh, all of them have all the check marks. So yeah. Trek to Yomi base game. A all the pre orders are all there. 10% off. Every, all of them. Epic Journey through Underworld. All of them. And back. Is the next one. Stunning visuals, <laughs> remarkable soundtrack, progressively complex combat, full credits at the end. <laughs> their great. tweet is like, our marketing department created a handy guide for pre-ordering Trek to Yomi. That's great. <coughs> That's yeah. really great. So now it's funny. But some yeah, people don't get it still. They're all looking at... Uh, I don't. I didn't get it until till John explained everything that happened. Yeah, but you would take... I, I did not get it at all. Yeah. But so. you take... Look, you take a... Um, how do I put this? Bo, Bo, you didn't go right to the comments and leave a bunch of dumb replies. You thought about it for a while, right? That's the difference between you and those people. They may not have gotten it like you didn't get it right at first, but they immediately had stuff to say. And you thought, oh, about you it. mean the, the comments underneath the Trek to Yoga yeah, thing? Yeah, that's what take. That's what dis, dis, that's what separates you from most people who don't get things on the internet. So well done. They just he didn't feel the need to immediately go, I don't understand this, so it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a reply lord. Like, or what do they call them? Like, I, th- I think it's a, either a disease or it's a level of IQ. Like, instead of using the IQ test to measure IQ, you can measure how long it takes for someone to respond to a tweet that aggravates them. Yeah. And the shorter the time, the lower the IQ, I'm fairly certain. Wow. On average, it doesn't mean you can do it once, but if I show you a hundred tweets and in all hundred tweets, you reply within 0.276 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably a problem. Yeah. Like it's, you know, it's, most of the things I see tweeted, I'm like, that's aggravating. Wait, who gives a shit? Yeah. yeah. I don't. <laughs> I don't. And, and then I move on with my life. Like, what am I going to do? Respond? Mm-hmm. Cause it's important. Yeah. And get, and get farmed by Twitter to show how popular the platform is. Like, you know, if it's someone I care about and it's a friend, I'll respond. If there's a funny joke to be made, great. Yeah. But I, I think everyone goes to that damn news tab, even if they don't admit it, yeah. and they scroll a couple of those headlines, and then they close their phone and their brain sees while they're taking a shit on the toilet. <laughs> they're like, I'm going to reopen that Twitter app back up, and, and, and I'm going to give that person a piece of my mind. Ah! It happens. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, and I just I see some of those replies, and I'm like, take a breath. Yeah. That Take to me. breath, people. Yeah, calm down, everyone. Um, yeah. Okay, so there's that. That's a thing. We'll keep our eye on it. Uh, all right, now onto this more this Warcraft mobile game. Uh, this I feel like came out of nowhere in terms of timing. We knew they were working on something, but uh, it was a tweet from the World of Warcraft account that said, "Join us in the reveal of a new mobile game set in the Warcraft universe, May third, 10 a.m. Pacific time." Uh, reveal.blizzard.com. I assume also probably Twitch and YouTube will carry some streams. I don't know. Maybe it, or maybe not. If you click on that reveal.blizzard.com right now, there's a video holder. So I assume this is live stream and it'll be one of those other places. Anyway, you'll be able yeah. to find it somewhere. Um, so we should probably pontificate about what it ought to be. 
or what we think it'll be. Um, we know that it's, or at least I think we know that Mumper's working on it, Corey Stockton. And that guy loves all things Nintendo and mobile game, not mobile gaming, but like portable Nintendo type games, that sort of thing. I actually think that bodes well for whatever this is because that might mean sort of a gameplay first sort of uh, thing. But I have no idea. I don't think it's going to be like, you know, Black Desert and everybody else says, well, here's a mobile version of our MMO. That's that's not this. No. In fact, they even said new mobile games set in the Warcraft universe. That to me says this is not World of Warcraft shrunk down to to size. Um, What about this symbol they've been using? Oh. It's a gear, a gnome-like gear yeah. with a lightning bolt through it. Is that just a benign Photoshop element they spruced up to make an interesting graphic? Hmm. Or is it a hint that it's going to be a gnome game? Everyone here loves gnomes, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah my favorite. Yeah. My f- you gnomes really landed on my favorite of the there's, Warcraft. There's, there's a real reasons. gnome vibe. There's a real uh, mechanic, electrical engineering vibe yeah. coming off of it. Uh, maybe with some shamanism to spray, you know, because the uh, the lightning magic. But um, yeah, I don't know. This feels like uh, you know, you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of like Opus Magnus or something like that. That that oh, weird yeah. abstract uh, puzzle game where you develop things with elements. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. What is it? Opus Magnum. That's Opus it. Magnum. Yeah. There Opus you Magnum. go. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, but I mean, that's just like you know, is it a weird puzzle game? I guess is what I'm trying to say. Or is it indeed? I think we're all thinking adventure, right? Like Clash of Clans, Raid Shadow Legends. What if you're just managing? A, what if you're managing like a gnome, or 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 I suppose you could. They probably have a choice. You want to be a gnome, great. Or do you want to be a, a goblin, great. But here, but that's all about tech, right? These these tech races. Yeah, goblins. I forgot goblins are involved. In yeah, so they it could be them. But the idea is that oh, here's a city you got to manage, and here's your main power core, and come back four hours later or pay us money to have this building finish or uh, that's what I'm picturing. But I, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I hope it's not just that. I hate those games. The I final, there's a final fantasy one that I've seen ads for and I'm like, you know, it just looks so bad. Like I just, yeah. I look at final fantasy franchise and I'm like, they make, they try, they try to make a beautiful game and whatever, <laughs> like it or not. You're like, wow. And uh, then you see their their mobile game based on fifteen, I guess, whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my! Like you're just clearly farming money here. <laughs> like you're not even trying. Like yeah. it's it's yeah. greasy. It's very low level, lowest common denominator. I don't stuff. think the Warcraft thing will be greasy. I still sort of think the people they've cultivated a, a, a club of people who like games and take pride in in perfecting things. And uh, this has been probably in development for quite a while because we heard rumblings about this Warcraft app for quite a few years now. Yeah. Quite a few years. Yeah. So, but can I guess what it is? No. I mean, there's an interesting know. mention in chat. I was actually going to bring it up, and it's it's cool to see uh, someone in chat saying it, which is Metroid vibes, because it does look like a gnomish uh screw attack icon oh it looks like s like a samus s like in some yeah. of the like, power-ups too yeah chat room is saying I'm something really a, as a mobile game it's a side-scrolling metroid va- like i want it to be this <laughs> i want it to be thrall <laughs> yeah. getting screw attack yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. I, wa- I want a metroidvania but on mobile you they know what i mean that. they're not doing that yeah. Plus, it doesn't seem it doesn't uh, seem it to me a lot like 
You you already said he's a Nintendo fan. You think it's a coincidence? It looks exactly like the Screw Attack icon. Oh. Yeah, that's a that's a. Ooh, I didn't think of that though. That's an interesting take. I'm not saying that's a haymaker from John. An observational haymaker. Because it's those even games... got lightning around it. Yeah. <sighs> But but he okay. But look yeah. at his contributions to the WoW team at the time. It was things like Pet Battles. It was just a mm-hmm. huge Pokemon game, basically. Um, he was also uh, instrumental in like the the mission table stuff that I think was introduced yeah. before Legion. I don't remember when that came in. When did that? Yeah, it was before. It was uh, Warlords because you had your oh, and and that's the other yeah, thing. It was part it, of Garrison. Yeah, yeah, and he was super big in the Garrison's team as well. I'm not. This is not a judgment, by the way. You are. You are not selling people yeah. on this mobile game right now. That's a good you point. Can't get away from that topic. Because a lot quick. of a lot of people really do not look very fondly on 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 those systems. But as as implemented, they were comp. They were they were competent. Is the word I'm looking for. So I'm not saying that that's what I want. I don't. I don't want that. But I, I just for whatever reason feels like it's going to be more like that. And because mobile games are about checking in and doing a quick thing and getting out and not long sessions of play, I just can't imagine this is some kind of Metroidvania or, you know, story-based anything or whatever. It's got to be just like, I did my duties and now later I'll do my duties again. You're going to Tamagotchi this thing somehow. That's my total guess in the wind. It's a Warcraft Tamagotchi. Yep. We're in. We're finally there. Um, I may, uh, and if John's available, it may be while Bo's working, but we'll, we'll see if we can figure it out. But I may may do some kind of live thing for this because I'm very curious about what they're going to do. Yeah, Whether Scott I invited me and I was like, but I hate mobile games, Scott. Why would I be on this? And he said... That's all the more reason for you to be on it. Yeah. So I think I'll, I'll I think I'll do it. I'll yeah. invite you to, to be like work. mobile games suck. Blah blah blah. To be like, why did I invite him? <laughs> well, I, I see. I, I, I actually want it. I want it because I'm 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 not I'm not necessarily optimistic about what this might be because I don't know if I don't know how I, I don't know. I I need, I need to see what they're going to do, but I know that John will at least apply his massively anti mobile game thing to what we talk about, and that's good content is the main reason. Because well, John plus, getting pissed think about, about if, if they win Scott over, nobody gives a shit. It's like, oh, Scott likes a video game. Yeah, what big is it? deal. It's yeah. 7 a.m., I guess. Right. Like, But if I get one over by a mobile know. game, then you know it has to be exciting because I'm going to be the last person willing to be bought in. I think, so I mm. think some people care a lot about what Scott likes and doesn't like. They message him at 2 a.m. to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know that's about that good, analysis. That's a good point, I yeah. yeah but I, I, but I wouldn't draw that conclusion. I, I am, gen- I, most of the time. I understand I'm, what you're I, saying. I'm usually optimistic about this sort of stuff. And, and in this one, I'm, I'm a little indifferent, if I'm honest, but I don't I want to be surprised. I want to be excited. Um, good point in the chat. There was some months ago, or maybe even a year ago, but some time ago, it was either Schreier or one of these guys, Totillo or somebody, broke some news that they were that somebody had at least leaked the idea that they the the internal Warcraft game they were working on for mobile in the incubator was a Pokemon like Pokemon Go like thing. So I'm not saying that that's what this well, is now. My prediction's looking real good. Then yeah. I'm gonna just sit back and mm-hmm. write my called it speech right you, now because yeah. you could and see Carol this has thing one like, of those. So you know, yeah. But you could see this, like, I mean, e- even with this, the way this looks, this could be you're a gnome or you're part of the goblins and you capture 
murlocs, the rare murloc with some kind of electro ghostbuster sucker. Build up your own army so you can go attack the little village that mm-hmm. got built by the other guys. Yep. Yeah. You know what probably, and if, the, if, if it indeed is Warcraft Go, yeah. um, you know what, the pandemic really screwed this app because for a company to have an app like this, BlizzCon is a critical mass of people all in the same place that can play this game. Like, yeah. I almost would have think features would have been built in to synchronize with the. I, I they don't really talk about this too much. This million Murloc march that happens, but I saw how many people had Murloc costumes. <laughs> I, I didn't believe it till I saw it. There's a whole lineup of people that do a Murloc parade, and I'm like, oh my god, you really are doing this. <laughs> You know, like, I just, you know, on TV, it doesn't really look like that big of a deal, and I probably didn't even know. So I think people will go crazy for a Warcraft Go app. I can't believe the amount of people that like badges and pins. There were people with whole binders with pins, and Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, you you want that pin? I'm like, you shouldn't want this either. Like, I hate to (laughs) tell people what their nerd thing is, but I'm like, it's just pins. Throw them in the garbage. Like, they're not that, like, it's... I will and defend. It's not I will defend. Me, those. And that's why I'm being judgy. But I'm right, like, right, right, we're right, here right. for video games. Why are you collecting pins? I will. I will <laughs> defend that fandom because I will uh, not 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 because they need me to, but because I don't do that either. I think it's kind of crazy. It's it was weird at BlizzCon. Watch StarCraft. Like put the pins. But it away. was such that is like a hardcore <laughs> game of like I remember yes. some of the eBay prices for the rare ones. It was like out of control. Like it's it's just. It's kind of the cr- thing that though. struck me, Scott, was it was whole circles of people. With it oh, wasn't yeah. a it was guy huge. who's like, check out my pin collection. I just never appreciated that there were so many people that were into it. Yeah, and that they would f- come to BlizzCon and not watch Korean pro- pros play StarCraft and spend spend time with their pins. I'm like, there's pro sports, in-. but everyone values things differently. I just didn't realize how big of a thing it was at BlizzCon. Oh, it was okay. huge. So my it's not me. I'm the villain, whatever. But um, I would think an app like this would be hugely successful for an event like BlizzCon to bring drive ticket sales, bring people in, blah, 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 blah. That's blah. a really good point. I think there's probably a tie-in with that because um, everybody would be meeting up and doing it if they bring a BlizzCon back proper. I still say that's iffy for a that's while. That's a ways away if yeah. they do it at all. And I'm not even talking pandemic. I think they're just in such a sour – it's a sour cloud still on that front. And a lot of these yeah, like offenses. Feel the same way about the company. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of these offenses and things that happen happen at BlizzCon when everyone's drunk and stupid. So it's not like they want to get right back to party time. I don't know. When we'll you think see. about it, like, why didn't Niantic help with the pandemic? Like, because I really feel like we had this augmented reality app yeah. that can pretend to have Pokemon around. Why can't we have an app that pretends to have like COVID around it so people can stay safe? <laughs> I mean, well, you know what I mean? Like, just like have little COVID bugs. And it's like, oh, we got to go this way. <laughs> that guy might have it. Like, and you got to collect vaccines, like make it fun. That Maybe people would be less anti-vax if we had a fun game. Like <laughs> if they gave you a sweet Pokemon when you got coronavirus, shot, like, go. Yeah. coronavirus the government's going to try going to track me forever now, but at least I got the sick Mewtwo. Yeah. No yeah, kidding. Yeah. They can track me all they want, man, but like not the government. <laughs> yeah. You don't want the government involved. Oh, this, I this, we still get messages epic. about that. They're like, did you know Pokemon go has marked your location 137 times in the past two weeks? I'm like, yep. And you're going to keep letting them do it. And they're like, all right. 
Yeah. <laughs> so we we will. I'm like, yeah, that's the way it Anyways. goes. I, it was just a random thought. I was like, we could have gamified this whole pandemic thing and maybe come out a little bit more ahead. Because we did. We there did. were trackers and and there were like location tracking stuff going on it was just boring and, and techy. it wasn't it, was it was fun. never gamified yeah, but if you had yeah. like little vaccine arrows and you could upgrade the vaccine arrows to a vaccine machine gun and then shoot the little covid enemies and collect the cute ones yeah um, and then accidentally get it because you went to a raid up the street that had a bunch of other <laughs> covid killers who are hell all have covid well you so. know it's, uh, that's you got to take risks if you're gonna get the big <laughs> yeah, loot scott that's, <laughs> that's right. how covid works yeah Nobody got nobody nobody got in. Not my well, not with my attitude. It won't work. That's that's for sure. I don't know. I got my vaccine at two a.m. outside of a giant football stadium, and it's the closest I've ever felt like the world looked to a post-apocalyptic zombie movie because they just converted this like giant parking lot into just rows of cars and crews waving you down certain paths and you're there early in the morning and people are giving you shots in the arm while you that's what you're there for and like it was the most i was like oh my gosh i'm in every zombie movie ever this is this is great this is like a disneyland ride i i it was like i know we're not (laughs) supposed to be happy about anything related to the pandemic yeah it's very tragic the circumstances around it but yeah i had a very good time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i mean there's lots of benefits to the pandemic traffic was not the first year there was no traffic it was so great getting to work took two seconds yeah i'm not gonna lie i i i kind of i'm already kind of a homebody guy like i don't <laughs> i know i was too i'm know. so sad i don't have a go-to excuse when people want to do stuff yeah like it's it's a little <laughs> weird to admit it but i think there's a lot of people who feel that way and just won't say it but you know, for all of us introverts, we were like, yeah, that was, all, that was all right. And plus we had my favorite thing is here in the valley, we tend to get low pressure, which keeps some of the uh, pollution in. And we were surrounded by mountains. So it's like a big bowl of pollution sometimes. And it's beautiful when that's not happening. But it happens a lot in the early days of the pandemic for like six months. Way less driving was going on. And it was the most beautiful, clear. I could see all the way to Provo from where I live. It was amazing here. I miss that. It's, I miss it's that. like to put it in a more harmless way. You know, at the beginning of uh, the the other Avengers movie, what's the end game? Where like it does the five years later and it cuts to Captain America. And you got the guys talking about how they saw whales in the harbor and near New York for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. And you kind of sit there and you think about it and you're like, wow, the world seems kind of nice with the exception of all the like missing dusted loved ones. Mm -hmm. It's that it's Mm -hmm. dark. It's horrible, but you know, life continues to find a way you find beauty in it. Like, you know, it's, you gotta, you gotta take the good with the bad, I guess. Sure. Well, basically you were living in the division, uh, that night at 2am. So nice job. Oh, It was great. But I also, I will say I might also have been a little overhyped about it because the baby was very newborn and that was the longest break I had away from taking care of a newborn baby was dad come over. We have to go get COVID <laughs> shots at two in the morning. So, uh, wow. Well, well, I'm glad you got it. That's the main thing. That's the important. Scott, thing. Yeah. Do you, do you have any thoughts about what this Warcraft reveal could be? Do you have any insider information? I have none. Um, like I say, you know, my guess is about it being Pokemon like or, or clans like feels, feels right to me. Um, cause what else are you going to do? Mobile's, I don't know. Mobile's weird in that regard. It's supposed to be short bursts. And so what are they going to make that short and bursty? 
I don't know beyond that. Maybe it will finally be the pet battle thing we were all asking for, just maybe writ large, like instead of just pets, you're capturing whelps and ogres and whatever. I like, like John's Metroid theory, but I got a feeling it's going to be that. It's going to yeah. be in the <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it's Metroid. I would love them to do that, um, but they're they're not. What I'd really like to hear is, you know, I know they canceled that, that Battlefield-like uh, StarCraft thing. But if they're ever going to do anything with StarCraft again, I'm very interested in that. And this is not that. So I'll have to wait a little Advance Wars, but StarCraft. Oh, shut up. (laughs) That's actually pretty good. Yeah, right? Yeah, I'd play the hell out of that, actually. But, ooh, make that on the Switch or something. That's a great (laughs) idea. Think about that. That's a new, new Scott sound I've heard. Oh, is it? Me I don't look it. at him. It's all he can think about right now. He's so excited. He wants to it's jump like, oh, to the parallel ooh. world where this happened. Yeah, I'm like, ooh. man, I'm still mad at Blizzard, but a StarCraft, Advance, Advance War StarCraft starting to sound like a climb up, you know, making things better at Blizzard by doing that game. I do like turn-based anything, I'll admit it. Um, all right. Also, uh, Sonic 2, because I moved these all around and probably should have kept the Sonic stuff together, but I didn't. Sonic 2 is now the highest grossing video game movie of all time uh, in the U.S., uh, number two in the world behind Angry Birds. So Angry Birds was already, it was like top of the heap uh, already, which is a little weird. Apparently, it's still by a very large margin. Yeah, it's a lot. It did really well. Again, back to to the ants and the the grasshoppers. Mobile's huge. Its reach is gigantic. Yeah, and Angry Birds, you know what? The Angry Birds movie's not bad. It's pretty good. I like it. Those birds are funny. It's not bad. They don't make that many references to the game. It's just a good, okay story. I I think a lot of people just resent it because it came from one of those games. But how many people? How many people you think watched it did not know it was a mobile game? Probably I, a lot. I don't Probably know. A lot. Maybe kids. But I think a lot of people. Either way, I think people either thought, "Oh, it's based on that mobile game," or that mobile game is based on this movie. But either way, it made a crap shit ton of money. And uh, crap, shit. crap, crap, shit. crap, shit. And then Sonic Two, uh, finally in the U.S. anyway, is uh, is now number one. So good job, Sonic Two. I haven't had have no desire to see this in a theater, but I I'm definitely looking forward to it when it hits home because I liked the first one. It was all right. It's supposed to be, I think, pretty soon. It's going to be on home video. I still haven't seen the first one or this one. You should watch them both. They back seem, to back. They seem okay. They seem competent. Yeah. You get to go Which to a casino. more than you can say about most video game movies. So there you go. Yeah, they're surprisingly good, or at least the first was. I thought it was a, a weirdly good. And then the soundtracks by Junkie XL, who did Mad Max Fury Road. So there's some points there for that. Good job. Moving on. Uh, how about this? Overwatch 2 multiplayer beta out and playable. Um, or you can just play Overwatch 1. So <laughs> you want, you want the review now? <clears throat> yeah. You know what? Let's do it now. You want the review now or do you want it later? I think we do it now because you, you, you're the only one that's played it and this is super appropriate to the conversation. So let me say a couple of things before you tell me though. I think John and correct me if I'm wrong, but my assumption uh-huh. going into this is a lot of people are going to tell me again, this happened while I was gone, super focused on Vegas, didn't have any yeah. t- in touch with anybody who's played it. My impression it would have been, ahead of all of this that it's people saying wow it's a lot like overwatch one uh yeah that's definitely happening i made that joke in our notes our note says or you can play overwatch one if you didn't get an invite so you know there i've ticked my box of saying 
<laughs> Overwatch 2 sure looks exactly like Overwatch 1. Yeah. I will say, so there is a common thing that everybody is saying as their excuse whenever people make fun of it, which is often. Here's here's what it is. So yeah. let's get it out there before anybody writes emails or types it in chat. Okay. This is the Overwatch 2 multiplayer beta. The yeah. multiplayer mode is not Overwatch 2. It is a free update that is going out regardless of which version of Overwatch you are getting. So in theory, you are technically playing Overwatch 1 even when this update comes out. Okay. Uh, if you don't buy it. Overwatch 2 is the single player component of this package. So when people do their memes, well deserved that this game looks exactly like Overwatch. Yeah. It technically is. So, so there, we've acknowledged it, and we're still going to make fun of it anyway. Okay. So, Bo, here, we got music. Listen. Some nice music. It's actually the version. It's not the real Kenobi's Isabel Heroes. This is, the hero, this is the Heroes combination one. I think it's one of the best arrangements they ever made music-wise. It's very good. Anyway, this is when they announced Tracer for uh, coming to, to Heroes of the Storm. So, you've played it. You got the beta access. I did not. I actually signed up for it and didn't get the thing, so I don't know why. But uh, I got it via Twitch drop. So I, I got it via phone. Twitch drop too. No, I guess I, <laughs> I turned on my phone. I let it run a stream, and I went and did you know did other things. Um, yeah. So I earned it, and I was curious because there's a lot of hype. A lot of hype. I was like, you know what, Blizzard game, big launch thing, beta. Let's have a look. I was yeah. excited. Yeah. And you yeah. liked that game. You liked Overwatch. We played it a lot. I liked of it. Overwatch. Had a, it was a good excuse to get back to Overwatch. See what's going on in this game. See what's for a new while. In the big Overwatch you, uh, two beta. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you googled so, the cowboy formerly known as McCree in Google, you got to see Bo's <laughs> name next to him. It was like number true. one on the Google search. If you search, oh, he's for not it. called McCree anymore, is he? Yeah, he's no, called Justin, Justin Robert Young now, or something like no, that. What <laughs> yeah, is it? He's called Justin Robert Young. Yep. That's what is weird it? That it's, one, but it is what it's it is. Like Cowboy okay. Larry, or it's real basic. Cowboy Larry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Dakota Joe. Yeah, Dakota uh, Joe or he's, something. He's, he's handgun guy. Um, anyways, so the first funny thing about this, the first experience of the Overwatch beta and getting in is you go to Twitch, right? And you're like, how do I find a channel that has a Twitch drop? And you look at the most play streamed games and it's Overwatch 1 with like, you know, with like, you know, however many hundred thousand viewers. And then there's Overwatch 2 with like 40,000 viewers. Like both games are streaming, but yeah. it's the same game. Yeah. So which one do I pick? That's weird. To get the drop? It turns out either one is fine. Okay. Um, so I get the beta after four, four hours, leave the stream on, come back, get the key. It takes about an hour to get the key. Boom. And I streamed it on my channel so everyone can watch. And uh, let me tell you what's new in Overwatch 2. Um, a few heroes have mm -hmm. their abilities tweak. Yeah. The only one I really noticed was Doomfist. Yeah. There's a new hero, Sojourn. Oh, and she's from the... New, uh, there's a couple new maps. Yeah. She's the cinematic and, lady, right? From the cinematic at BlizzCon 2019 or whatever? She, yeah, she's okay. the Canadian. Yeah, from the cinematic. She's yeah. the Canadian lady. Mm. And um, so she's all right. She's pretty fun. She's, she's like an Apex Legends character, does a big slide and jump. It's fun to play her. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, you might be asking yourself, well, what's new in Overwatch 2? You know, it's the multiplayer beta. Uh Nothing. I was playing in Eichenwald. I was playing in Highway 67 or whatever it is, 27. <laughs> <laughs> Highway 69. I don't know. Uh, 
there was there's the highway, and I played um, in. Uh, I didn't do King's Row, but there was another. There was a couple of them that I played when I was playing Overwatch One. Mm. Most of them, a mm. few new maps. Okay, the characters looked pretty much the same. So I would say no real new graphics, no real new anything. Mm. Um, I'm sure technically speaking, now I have to caveat that with the fact that the last time I played, I was playing on a first gen in quad core Intel and I now have a 12th gen or yeah, 12th gen Intel with the 3060 and I can stream the game, run it at max resolution. So it's going to look better for me either way. I don't know what percentage was my computer versus Overwatch 2, <laughs> which again, I think is partly the point. It's it's the same freaking game. Mm. The other difference was it's now 5v5 and you have assigned roles. So there's only one tank. I, don't, I think I like 6v6 better than 5v5 from a casual standpoint because it's more chaotic. Yeah. 5v5 feels like I'm playing a match that people are trying to win mm. uh, rather than just get kills, which casual style is not as much fun. But It's, it's 5v5 fine, now because they forgot to teabag heroes after they killed it. Huh? Oh, right. I got you. All right. Uh, we got some, yeah, some Hero Shade. I played some Heroes yesterday, too. I played four games. Oh, um, well done. But um, yeah. while I was waiting for Overwatch, uh, it was a blizzard day for me. Sure. Um, you know, the game looks good. It's still fun. You know, comments notwithstanding about whether you like Overwatch or not. If you enjoyed Overwatch 1, you will enjoy this every bit as much as Overwatch 1, too. Mm. Um, because it's, like as John says, it's the same game. Um, and, uh, that's, that's about it. That's all there is. I guess they're testing their servers. I don't know why everyone wants to get in. I don't know why. After I got it, I'm like, why did I want to get into this game? Much? Like, There's nothing to see here. <laughs> like it was fun, but I could have literally played Overwatch and had the same experience uh, minus maybe the new hero. So this doesn't include for, for those at home who haven't really looked into it. This includes none of the single player stuff, the PVE stuff. That's just Zilch. not in there. It okay. is just straight up quick match. And that's it. Okay. There's a, while you wait, you can deathmatch, but I think that's in base Overwatch too. Mm. Um, I don't know. Like, here's the thing: all the loot box openings we can confirm are in this game. So mm. all my skins and stuff are in there. That mm. was a nice touch. I, I'm coming in to play Overwatch too. At least all my purchases and earnings are still in the game. Thumbs they, up on they that. They did prompt, prompt but they look that, yeah. exactly the same. Yeah. So uh, I don't. Yeah, it's it's just a, basically. All esports games have this, right? League, Heroes, they have a PTR. You go and test things. This is an Overwatch PTR that everyone got overly excited for, yeah. and they're just justifying why it's different for whatever reason. And I count myself among those that got swept up in the hype and, you know, had a fun four hours. But if you're saying to yourself, should I try out this new and hyped thing and watch four hours and get my beta key or bug my Blizzard employee friend to try to get in or something – no, no, uh, not, not, unless you really want to play the new Overwatch, it's there's nothing new to experience. There's no novelty here for anyone. Yeah, I, I, I feel like um, I don't know. Maybe that's that's exactly what I expected. What you just described, that's exactly yeah, what I. Yeah, I don't expected. know why I didn't. I think I just got hyped up. I you, you, sometimes you log into Twitch and you see, oh my god, how many people are playing this game? Let me go ahead and download it. You know, yeah. or, you know, and and then you realize. Oh, we're all just getting, you know, we're, we're hyped. We're hyped. We're getting hyped. Getting trained. hyped. It, it also didn't it break some Twitch record for something, or maybe it was their for own for Overwatch. Record. Like I think it had most concurrent viewers ever for Overwatch. That's it what like it was. Millions, I think. Yeah, but I think everyone thought that like big streamers 
were probably promotionally engaged to play the game that day. They had a promotion saying, watch four hours of Overwatch, and you'll get into the beta. And Blizzard and betas, you know, still, everyone's excited to see what's going on. (laughs) It's like, and you see what's going on, because you're just seeing the people play it. John dropped into my stream, and he's like, I love you, dude, but I'm out. I just can't. I can't watch a game for seven <laughs> years. Like, I hate watching Overwatch. Normally, so if much. John leaves, he doesn't say shit. He's just gone. But he, he had to. He had to be like, I'm so disappointed in what this is. I'm going to comment on it before I leave. Yeah. And I don't blame him. Honestly, I had higher viewership for it. Everyone wants to know what's going on with Overwatch Two. We're so curious, and the answer is. You will learn nothing. Uh, we were all we we're all playing except how you feel about Overwatch. You yeah, will, it will rekindle whatever feeling you felt for that game. To address what yeah. Disturbed Angel saying in the chat, um, I, I, he's making a fair point. But I would point out you know, that, that basically these are all the things they announced, and we've just all forgotten, and we were expecting yeah, more yeah. than we should. I'm but, saying it's my fault or our fault. Like we got yeah, caught it's up us. You know? It's well, us. Also, but it's, but it's, it's also our this. job to remember every detail about it. this. Is the same. Like here's the thing. Here's why I don't think that's okay to be like well they said it like how many people got duped by warcraft 3 reforged well they said that they were going to change that and not have it be what it was right like they did the exact same thing there it's not everybody's job to stay on top of it it was initially billed as this overwatch 2 was not out of the gate billed as a individual multiplayer component that's going to be that like it wasn't everybody thought it was going to be a sequel and there's a reason everybody in every single one of those chats is going this looks like overwatch one it's because literally everybody went in expecting it to be overwatch two so i so so, so, i don't think that holds water fair point to you but we did just watch four hours those of us who succumbed watched four hours of it not see anything special. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I wasn't in the channel going like, but maybe they just missed something in the menu. <laughs> you know, I knew what I was getting into. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't really have sure. much of an excuse. I, I wear the L on my forehead big time. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I'm yeah. worse than you because I I didn't watch four hours of it. I put it on because like the thing pops up and it's like, if you watch for four hours, you'll get the access. And I was like, well, what if for some reason this gets popular with all my friends? I decide I want to give it another try. Yeah. All right. I'll leave the stream on and I'll go do something else. And that's exactly what I did. But I watched enough to know I didn't want to play it and I still did it anyway. So I watched it and I went, this looks exactly like Overwatch one. I was sick of it in 2016. I'm sick of it now in 2022. I, don't, I haven't changed my opinion on that game. Like I'm good. I'm ready. The thing with me is I'm actually looking forward to playing more. Um, I, I take your point and we did really burn ourselves out on it. No question. Um, however, I still think there's one fundamental issue that Blizzard should answer for um, t- to go to the point of this person in the chat room. And that is that this is meant to be a sequel and we're all going to be meant to pe- be playing sequel money for this. But it's never looked like a sequel. It still feels yeah. like, like we are saying here, Overwatch 1 in many ways. In fact, the multiplayer beta is really just Overwatch 1 with some new maps and a new character, but that could be Overwatch 1. Like This could be an expansion pack. This isn't a, a sequel the way people expect them to be. So every time something mm-hmm. like this happens and the hype meter goes up, it's all of us going, ooh, maybe it's more now. Maybe it will be more of a 2 and not just a 1.5. But it's not, kind of, at least so far. Now the yeah, PvP and when stuff, they show the... Yeah. 
sorry, when they show the single player component, we're all going to do it again. Yeah. Because now we have all figured out after the fact for some of us uh, that, oh, okay, the multiplayer is the same game. Okay, fine. Now when they go, hey, guys, Overwatch 2 single player, we're all going to get hyped all over again and be like, okay, but this is the real Overwatch 2. What we saw before, you're right. It wasn't Overwatch 2, but now we're going to see it. And now that has to carry an entire game on its back. Yeah. Like, that's going to be a, it better be a really impressive PvE mode. <laughs> it's yeah. got to be really good. I want good. it to be impressive. I, I want a great too. game. I do, too. I want a great game. With Make you. it amazing. Do you guys know? Tons of missions, lots of variability, good shooting, yeah. leveling up mechanics. Do it. Yeah, do it. More, put out up, updates. Give me, re- give me reasons for me and my three friends to go nuts in that game or however many we're going to play. Like, I really want that. Uh, I don't know if you guys notice slightly different subject, but on the on the you know point of what do you want to play with your friends? That vampire, the masquerade, blood hunt, free to play, uh, vampire based battle royale game came out today. <laughs> yeah, I saw. yeah, it's reviewing well. People like it. Maybe I mean, I mean people are suckers for <laughs> vampires though, right? It's the vampire. Yeah. It's the vampires. Everyone loves a vampire, right? Don't they? I like the idea of a hundred yeah. vampires parachuting onto an island. <laughs> I do want to know. I want to know what some of those like typical mechanics are because all all of these games, all these BRs, do the same shit. It seems like just a slightly different skin on a version of jumping out of a plane at the beginning or landing with parachutes or whatever it is. I want to know what theirs is. Is it is the, it like the uh, wall can be sunlight? The sun's coming up. That's right. The wall is. I bet it is. I bet. It, I bet that's exactly what it is. I'd be shocked if it's not that, or just like a giant ring of garlic or something. I don't know what. <laughs> But what I really want, I like a giant ring of garlic. Oh my god! What I want is getting tossed out of a plane in a in a casket. That's how stuff starts. So you're in a casket. Yeah. Throw it out of the plane. You kick the door open mid-flight, and then bat wing your way down to the final bit. And now you're now what, you're. What off. if it's a big like space coffin, and the coffin just flips upside down and dumps all the vampires out? <laughs> I'm on board because that's in Final <laughs> Fantasy, and I already know I like it. That's a thing in Final a space, Fantasy. A, sp- a space coffin. Is yeah. that real? Is that real? Yeah. Is it real? Yeah. Really? That yeah. game. What are they? I got the space. idea from Elden Ring because the only way to get to certain. But yeah. <laughs> in Elden Ring, the only way to get certain levels is for you to get into a coffin and let it float in water till it takes you somewhere else. Really. Yeah, that game gets yeah. weirder every you, time. You miss it. You like a whole other level. So somebody in chat was like, "Why don't you go line that coffin?" I'm like, "You can line the coffin." I thought it was just art assets. Mm. It's like, "Oh, look at this, getting coffin," and then I float down a river, and then I get into this whole other level, and I'm like, "Dude, I never would have saw that if you didn't say anything." Yeah, I can get into a coffin. Shit. Yeah, no kidding. This is so reviewing battle, really Empire well. Empire Battle Royale should be in coffins. It should be. Uh, I'm surprised how much. These reviews are good. They're like fun games. Something finally something different in the BR BR. What's the game called again? Um, it's the Masquerade uh, brand. Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt is, is blood it only on um, Steam that I can tell. That's on Steam. Okay. It looks good, graphically nice. Um, there's still some guns, but also a lot of vampire shit. So it looks like some melee coolness. I may have to check this out. Kind of have a little yeah. interest in it. Check it out. Tell us that, about your vampire vampiring. Guns. Well, those masquerade, the masquerade tabletop and games and, and video games based on and stuff. Those, that's the kind of vampirism that actually appeals to me. Like, I think it's interesting. They do it really well. I don't, I don't want Twilight bullshit. I don't want you know sparkly vampire stuff or any of that. So this seems like just bloodthirsty 
ripping dudes heads off kind of gnarliness that I might like. So we'll see. I'll try it. I'll, I'll install it later. See what happens. I it's guess gu- guns don't do as much damage to vampires. Like, why would guns even work in this game? That's a well. Unless bullets. you had garlic bullets. Oh, shit. garlic bullets. Don't <laughs> garlic. stay out of the holy water. You know, like every time some water could be holy. You don't want to step in the holy water. If there's a mirror, you won't see yourself. Ooh. All right. Let's move on. Uh, that's it for today's news. Okay. It was fun stuff while it lasted, but now we have to do this. That's the wrong thing. Hold on. It's right here. Here you go. No, that's not it either. Wait a minute. Oh, we're doing Dear Martha. This is None of this is right. Okay, you guys have been out of town for a week. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do Dear Martha. That's where John scours up some reviews from uh, usually Steam and other places. But lately, we've been digging back into some really old uh, excuse me, issues of GamePro magazine. And in this case... Game Pro issue 17, which came out in 1990, December of that year. Uh, John, tell us the game and, and what we're doing here. Uh, we're, I'm just reading letters from it. I've got at least two. I can do as many as you want. This issue is one part, nothing but people talking about whether game genies are ethical, and then the other part, just charming old video game letters. So there's a plethora of content. We can just this is, we can just go till you say stop. This is fantastic. All right, let's go. Let's just crank it and see what we get here. My dearest Martha, I write to you now with my thoughts on the game genie. First off, the game hasn't been... I, the game hasn't been made that's worth purchasing if it isn't good for more than one complete playing. Take Final Fantasy, for instance. When we rented it, we were in trance. What a super, awesome, etc., etc. game. <laughs> we immediately searched for, found it, and then drove 100 miles to buy it. I would never rent a game and defeat it by using the Game Genie. This would ruin the game's initial play value. I see the Game Genie as being used to breathe new life into old, often-played games, or games too difficult and frustrating to complete. It is my fondest wish to enter the secret game screens in Super Mario Bros. and make Mario jump over the flagpole. I've wanted to do this ever since I first played the game and heard rumors saying it could be done. I definitely believe the Game Genie will cause no harm to the video game market. I'm no expert, but it seems that any product that will add variety to video gaming is of great value. I will most certainly buy a Game Genie if it ever becomes available. Yours and this life and the next, Stan Z. (laughs) All right, so Stan Z, he was right, and it did come out, and he probably got one. (laughs) So good job, Stan Z. You know, funny enough, our next uh, episode of uh, Play Retro next week, next Tuesday, is this, or these devices, Sh- Game Shark, Game Genie, all those cheat devices. We're going to talk all about them. So that's a very Oh, is it really? Chose. Yeah. That's odd that I picked this of all places. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, let's, let's lay into a, a second one here. Here you go. My dearest Martha. As a representative of the average game player, I think the Game Genie is a great idea. I have lots of opportunities to rent current games before I buy them, which makes me a more informed shopper. 
But because I'm 24 <laughs> and not one of those nine-year-old video game aces, <laughs> I might only clear one or two levels of a rental game in a full night's play. I think the genie would give us the ability to test the game waters more clearly before buying. Also, for those few unbeatable games that we all have, but don't like to admit, I would give it would give us the confidence to keep on going by giving us a practice mode on any game. Keep up the good work and keep the information coming. Yours in this life and the next, Patrick T. Patrick T sounds 75 then. I don't know where that guy <laughs> yeah. is now. That poor guy. Like those nine-year-old whiz kids sure yeah. like to beat lots of levels in two nights. That was a good one. All right. I want to do at least one more short one. All right. Law of threes. We'll do three. Here you go. Okay. My dearest Martha, I'm writing about the new 16-bit Nintendo. Have you heard anything about it? From what I've heard, it will be the only way to play Super Mario Bros. 4. And the player won't be able to use old game packs on the new system. What's the scoop? Yours in this life and the next. Jason F. Hold on. Did Jason F. get an answer to his question? Yeah. Oh, right. I should do the reply from Martha. Yeah, do Martha's reply. It's not reply. very good, though. It's not good. Well, but we'll we can read. Do it anyway. All right. So go ahead. This is a. Oh, wait. I mean, okay. Me you'll, kill make, that. you'll make it good, John. I know you. Will. Yeah, I know you. I know you can do it. Uh, hold on. We need be different music for them. We'll do the. No. No, we'll do hers. Here. All right, go. Madison. <laughs> To read about the new 16-bit Nintendo, the SFX, see the Pro News Report of November 90 issue, and then turn to page 156 of this issue for a look at some more info and some of the games coming for this hot new system, including Super Mario Bros. 4. Yours forever, Martha. great i love your martha replies that was really good all right well there you, there you go right. folks <laughs> i'm going pee there was one i really <laughs> wanted to do yeah on this one but i was going pee so i had to tell you yeah, i didn't ahead. know if it was in good taste because it's about the soviet union oh well all right okay <laughs> so i was really debating whether because i i asked my wife i was like i really want to read this one about the soviet union yeah and she said well i can see why you think this isn't a good time for that <laughs> And I said, but when it is a good time for it, it's no longer going to be amusing. Yeah. It it's only amusing. amusing now because it's the wrong time for it. So if you're a patron, look forward to some hot exclusive content where John reads uh 30 year old article or uh, uh, submissions about the Soviet Union, the former Soviet Union. Do we want to read it while Bo's away? You know what? While he's away, let's do it. The you Canadians out of the bonus? room. Yeah. The okay. Canadians out of the room. We're doing it. <laughs> My dearest Martha, this past summer I took a trip to the Soviet Union as a student ambassador. The Soviets were very impressed with everything they saw and heard of America, but there was one thing in particular that knocked them off their feet. It was my Atari Lynx portable gaming system. I bought one before I left thinking it would be a good thing to do while I was on the plane, but it wasn't the half of it. Once it caught the eyes of the Soviet people, 
it was an instant success. <laughs> there were crowds that swarmed around just to get a glimpse of such an incredible sight. They had never seen anything like it and considered it to be something that would not be invented until far into the next century. <laughs> they liked all of the games I brought, but their favorite was California games because they liked the music. <laughs> Many of them liked Blue Lightning, a jet fighter game, because they thought it was some kind of Air Force simulator. The overall opinion was that the Lynx is absolutely incredible. It operated superbly, and even after hundreds of different people played it, it still ran like new. The Soviets are very interested in America. They want to know all about our people, our government, and our basic lifestyle. I think that seeing the Lynx broadened their minds and gave them a totally different outlook on the future. And I guess that's what it's all about, even if they do think of Americans as Buck Rogers people. <laughs> Yours in this life and the next, Brent W. All right, Brent W.'s email, uh, sorry, letter, is some some basic-ass propaganda, dude, is what that is. <laughs> like, there's no way that guy, either if he was really, like, you know, this big with the links, like, uh, they've never seen anything they like this know. before out of time they think this is from a century into the future like really we should have done like a fancy british safari man with the way he talks about other cultures yeah that guy just white knighted the hell out of the former soviet the Union. soviet people believe the atari things is the pinnacle of invention <laughs> i mean they take one look at it and they think well how will i operate this with my crude sticks and stones plus those guys already freaking made tetris like they know games they knew games they had devs back then this is horseshit he didn't he didn't discover some tribe that no one knew existed in central america or something that we're like never seen white man with stick before like they didn't i hate that i hate that guy's letter and it's perfect that you read it i'm glad you read it what absolutely shocked me was that the Soviets knew how to perform using the controllers and the buttons. They didn't simply swing it at one another like a crude cudgel. <laughs> Please tell me you were trying to find a way today to get cudgel into a conversation. No. Congratulations, no. you did That was the it. last second decision on what no. word he would have used. 100% the right <laughs> word. All right, Bo, that was a perfect timing because Bo's back from his pee. Bo, you missed out. We had a we, we went places while you were gone while you peed. All right, what'd you guys talk about? Oh, just we a, read a letter from the CIA to Game Pro. <laughs> CIA wrote a letter to well, Game Pro. Well, we don't know, but it seemed very propaganda y. And uh, like, I'm going to about drugs. I'm going to go chunk it's that like out. If someone offers you an edible, say no. I'm going to chunk that out later and edit, and I'm going to send you that piece because you're gonna you're gonna love it. Oh, well, you're I don't want you to. Sir. I don't want you to miss it. All right. Well, now that you've peed, and I'm ready for this button, let's do this. Okay. So games we played this week, and you might say, Scott, weren't you gone all week? How did you play anything? Well, turns out when you got a six-hour drive to Las Vegas, Nevada, you got time. Or in my case, I drove four and a half or whatever it was hours to St. George, where we had a free hotel deal going. Uh, St. George, Utah is just outside of Vegas by about an hour and a half. And so we stayed there overnight. And John, a couple weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, was saying, hey, I picked up, finally picked up all those SteamWorld dig games and, you know, Heist and Quest and all that because, 
just never played and wanted to get around to playing them. And John like inspired me to go back because I love all their games. I love everything they make. And uh, I was like, oh, did I ever finish two? I think I kind of got close. Maybe I didn't quite finish it. I couldn't be the boss or something. I couldn't remember what I did. So I started a fresh playthrough of that game. As everyone knows, talked about it last week on PC. So my Steam version of that game is where I started a fresh run. The existing save for my previous run is on a, is, was on my Switch, which I have both docked on my old Switch and I have in my uh, hand as the cloud save. Or I got my cloud saves on the, on the, on the, what's it called? The light, the Switch light. And uh, so what I did is I played the PC version up until the part where I'm at on the other one, which I did perfectly timed before I left. I then took my Switch and played from that point to the finish and finished. Oh shit. You finished a game. I finished a game, started on one system and then finished it on the other one where I had left off originally. Um, and I'm here to tell you, I had forgotten just how much I love SteamWorld Dig 2. SteamWorld Dig 1's fine. 2 is an amazing follow-up, and I don't know what the third will look like, if they're even working on it. They say they're working on multiple SteamWorld Dig universe games, so who knows what that means. 3 has to be in the works. But SteamWorld Dig 2 is is now officially one of my favorite Metroidvania-style games with all of its very unique twists, because it's not like a traditional Metroidvania in so many ways. But there are, there's structure to it that is, and it's got some of that same sense of discovery and upgrade, and now I can go there, and I couldn't go there before. Those, those things you see in a Castlevania game, for example, or a Metroid game, are definitely in there. But it so handles all the whimsy just right for me. I think the writing's really great. I think that team knows how to make a hell of an experience. And I beat it, beat the boss finally. And I think I may go back and try to 100% all the stuff I didn't get um, nice. just for the heck of it. But I loved it. I sat there in that hotel that night and beat it. And I looked at Kim and I said, I just finished one of my favorite games ever. She's like, that's great. And then watch the rest <laughs> go, of her cooking show. You finally finished a video game? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I mean, she was like, oh, you finished one. I'm like, hey, now, let's not... Uh, <laughs> Let's not be let's not be like that, dear. But anyway, I beat it. I loved it. And I loved it so much that I was then well, like, what else am I gonna play while I'm out of town? I'm gonna f- go back and start a fresh run of Steam World Quest. Uh Legend of Horatio or whatever it's called. What's it called? Uh the, the subtitle. The battler? Yeah, it's the card battler one set. Uh, it's like a it's like it's like SteamWorld era robots, like, like the dad or grandpa talking to a grandkid robot about this story, this fable that's like a fantasy story. The Hand of Gilgamesh. Hand of Gilgamesh. Like Gilgamesh, but with mech, because they're all robots. But it's a very... I'm not going to compare it to Slay the Spire, because I think it's not fair. It's not the same. It's got its own unique kind of way of handling some mechanics and some cool combo stuff. But yes, it's a card battler at the end of the day. And it's very good also. And I've been playing the hell out of that whenever I could in uh, during the week at night and stuff. So I'm playing that right now. These are the only two games I played all week because that's all I had time for. I think it's awesome that the SteamWorld games went on sale. I bought them all. I installed them all. Yeah. And it resulted in you beating SteamWorld Dig 2 and playing SteamWorld Quest. Yeah, that's weird. There, you bought games that I then played and that you've barely touched. And yep. I think that's hilarious. I played a lot of one. I played a very little bit of two and I haven't gotten to the others yet. Well, 
I can just say, I mean, again, maybe not for everybody kinds of games. I don't know, but I just don't know. This game is, for what they were aiming for, completely nail what they're aiming for. It's exactly what what I wanted. It's really satisfying and the progression just feels great. And it's, you feel like you're exploring like a badass, even though I think the game is really good at like putting you where it needs you to be without you knowing that the game helped you get there. Yeah. You you feel like you discovered it and you're like, wow, what a miracle that I keep discovering all this stuff. But when you really think about it, like it's more linear than than you realize, then you realize, you, you yeah. feel like you're in control. Of yeah. It, which is a really great way to do that because I'm also not getting lost. So I'm feeling like I'm a massively cool explorer guy, but usually a game to do that needs to be a little bit less. It needs to be more open so that you're getting lost by accident. It just makes you feel like you've done the amazing stuff. Um, and there's a bunch of ways to tweak difficult. If you want this thing to be nails hard, you can do it. I just have it on normal, but, uh, I love that game. I would, I would recommend it to just about anybody. It's always on sale, um, especially the Switch versions of those of those games. I'm going to play Heist after this because I love I do love Heist. Those three those three games are some of my favorite games, and I think yeah. anything they make, I'll, I'll I'll be there for them. They're a Swedish developer. They love old West themes, so there's a lot of that in these games. Um, but these robots, it just makes a really compelling universe. And uh, I guess so. They have multiple steamrolled setting games coming up one of which will be their first foray into 3d for the series but this is also the dev that made the gunk which i also quite enjoyed but had all those problems with the dialogue so Mm -hmm. this is a thing about them they make these amazing games where like animal crossing you're just talking to things and they're going you know they're just doing beeps and boops when they have people talk the gunk was trouble when people talked a cool game, and I'm probably going to beat that game eventually, but I don't like when people talk because it just wasn't great acting and it was just kind of weird. So they're having their little growing pains, but I'll play whatever they make next. I think those guys are, are awesome. All right. Uh, that's all I played. John, you, oh, you cracked open the return of the Obra Dinn, did we? Yeah, uh, real quick, I'll just say I played more Final Fantasy, of course. I uh, played more Vampire Survivors. I'll kind of let Bo talk about that because he started that up. Um, they added a dog. That's important to mention. Holy shit. Um, and uh, yeah, so let's talk about the game that is brand new that I haven't talked about before. I played Return of the Oberdin. Oh, very nice. And uh, well, let me tell you, I beat Return of the Oberdin. Oh. Um, and it is an incredibly cool game. Mm. I absolutely loved it. Scott, you and I talked uh, a few quarters ago about how we both really wanted to play this game and that one of the things that was kind of holding me back from playing more of it was I was worried that the way it looked was going to kind of bother me and it was going to kind of make it hard to play the game and be in that world, maybe even get headaches from it because it's got a very retro style, but it's a fully 3D world on top of it at the same time. So... It, it looks like an old Mac game, but it controls like a first person shooter, essentially. Right. And it is it first of all, didn't bother me at all. Like once I was in the world, it all worked for me. It just looked cool. It played great. At no point did I get upset by the visuals or anything like that. It worked 100% of the time perfectly. Hmm. So I'm happy to say I had no issues with the visuals whatsoever. Did you change any of it? Because they have options at the beginning where you can 
you know, you want to look like a Mac? Cool. You want to be CGA looking? You want to be VGA looking like all that? Did you mess with any of that? I did play with it, although I ultimately just stayed on the Mac. I got used to it. Like I wanted to see the game presented how they intended. The default, so I went yeah. through and I was like, oh, look, it's very blue and, you know, oh, it's very green. It's very yellow. And then I was like, well, I'll just start the way that they intended it. And I got so pulled into that look that later when I did go back and change it to what I thought I was going to like better, I went, mm, no, I, I like the way it looked by default. I was so used to it. So I ended up sticking with it. Mm. Um, and really, really enjoying it. But the the premise of the game is basically you are an insurance investigator um, sent aboard a ship that has uh, was declared missing and has turned up just mysteriously. Um, and you are sent in to find out what happened uh, to the ship, to the crew aboard it, and to find out what the insurance uh, payment obligations are uh, for damages uh, to loss of life to the ship and, and whatnot. And you do this with a magical artifact. You get this compass that basically when held over a dead body, you get to see the final moments of that person's life and you replay it and you use these replays to piece together not in order the story of what happened aboard the Oberdin. and you have to kind of play this matching game of like do you know who this person is do you know how they died and if it's a case of murder do you know who killed them or yeah. what killed them yeah and uh so you have to put all this information together for the entire crew and that is your that is your mission. And you basically go from, you know, and you can use the memories of someone. So, for example, very early on, you know, you, you look at a dead body and then it takes you into a flashback. And in that flashback, there's another dead body in the background. Yeah. And so you can do layers of it, of kind of jumping. So you can go, well, I'm in this memory. That body isn't there on the ship. But in this memory it exists so i can look at the death of this person within that memory and unlock more and it's all about kind of filling out this journal which tells you a story so it's kind of like if somebody really gamified gone home because it's basically there to just tell you a story and it but it makes a big game out of it and it, it's a fun game to play sometimes frustrating sometimes you sit there and go how am I supposed to know this? There's no, there's no way I should be able to know who this guy is. And the game sometimes will tell you that because if, if a person's picture is blurry, you don't have enough information to identify that person. Uh. And so you'll be going through and you're, ah, oh, it's fine. It's fine. And all of a sudden they'll show you a person and their picture's clear. And it's like, well, wait a minute, how am I supposed to know who the hell this is? But you're supposed to be able to, from the notes in the book to, you know, visual clues, audio clues, you know, maybe where they're standing, maybe who they talk to, maybe what they're wearing, maybe just where they stand in relation to somebody else aboard the ship. Put it all together. And uh, after a couple nights of playing this game kind of nonstop and giving myself really weird dreams, morbid dreams, <laughs> uh, it's very death heavy. Like, here's the thing. Obviously, this is a game about solving about 60 deaths, like maybe more. Like there's a lot of death in this game, but I was surprised at how morbid it is. Mm. Um, and it actually makes me understand the visual style. Like it could have been out of necessity, like maybe they can't afford to do full graphics and all that. Because I know it's, 
you know, it's a smaller team that made this game, right? Sure. Mostly one guy and, you know, additional people helped and all of that. But, um, but honestly, I think the style works to its benefit because this is a deeply disturbing and grim game. Mm. You're dealing with murder and suicide and betrayal and uh, like a lot of very, like just even uh, just tragic accidents and stuff like that. And that is all you are dealing with all game. And I think if it was presented in realistic detail, I I can see this being a game that's just not fun for anybody. (laughs) Like, it's just not a joy at all. But they put it in this style. They put little sea shanty music while you're trying to solve these things behind you. Like, and you're like, okay, this isn't so bad. Just doing my job. And maybe I'm okay with this, but it is grim. And uh, I finally got through it. I finally solved the whole thing. And uh, it was it was a really rewarding experience. And it told a very cool story, not even a perfect story. Like there's still details I'm hazy on. And I'm like, well, what, what was this? And what was that? But it made me very interested in the characters in the world. The world's really cool. And wondering about what's going on around me at times, the game kind of creeped me out and made me uncomfortable in a good way. And I just had a a really great time with it. I think if there's only one criticism I would give is the game is based heavily around this premise of there is a chapter of the story that is left intentionally blank. You will not fill out any details of this particular chapter until you've completed the book. And when you finally unlock the story of that chapter, I guess I kind of expected a big reveal or, uh, you know, it kind of to reframe everything that had come before. And instead it was just sort of like, Oh, it was what I assumed would have happened, Mm. which I guess means the story makes sense because the chapter kind of happens in the, you know, middle. But at the same time, I think I was kind of hoping for something kind of crazy because it was, you know, intentionally left obscure. And then when I got there, it was a little underwhelming, but overall, you know, once the whole story was put together and I, I learned the story of the ship and everything they went through, I was like, man, this was really great. I wish I could play more of it right away. Like it was just very, very good. Well, this is, uh, of course, second game, second official game from Lucas Pope who made, um, papers, please still one of my favorite games of all time. Still plays great, by the way, worth playing in 2022 came out in 2012, but I can't wait to see what this guy does for a third game. Like all his games win huge awards. Um, he makes really experimental weird stuff. You know what I found out about Lucas Pope this is the weirdest thing. Not weird, but he got his start doing just UI elements for Naughty Dog back in 2007. Huh. So all his job was is just like beef up this, you know, this this UI element so it's a little less, you know, obtuse or whatever. And he did that for like a long time. And then when they were about to release the third game, he bailed because he wanted to focus on like ex- experimental game ideas and then just made two of the most celebrated indies in the history of the, of the genre. I don't know what he's doing now. He's in, he's an American guy lives in Japan with his wife and two kids and his nothing I can find says what his third game is or whatever he's working on now. But I would love to know what he's going to do next. Cause that guy, yeah. that guy's interesting to me. That's like rock star indie development stuff to me. Well, Scott, I would recommend this game to you. You will, you will dig it. Well, it's I own very, it. Very, very good. I own it. Um, I just haven't. I'm like you. I just had it forever. Keep thinking, oh, that's something I got to get into one day, and then I don't know. It's like I, I don't quite know what to expect, which is partly what holds me back because I don't know if I'm getting into something super complicated. Does my brain feel like doing that right now? Like, 
Yeah, it's like doing a brain teaser, but it's it's nice because like it does a good job. And it kind of makes sense that he was a UI guy. Now that you mention that, like it does such a good job of containing the information that you've obtained mm-hmm. that it never feels like if I don't play this now, I'm never going to be able to figure this out. Like it puts all the information in there in such a way that you can go. Okay, well, I can come back to it if mm-hmm. I need to. I can come back to this and figure it out. And, um, you know, there was only really one thing that I got, uh, two things that I got very hung up on. Um, I missed a very obvious giveaway at the very beginning. Like, I think literally page one of the book would have told me something that just took forever to figure out for me. And uh, I wound up figuring it out because I got a bad ending. And in the bad ending, it revealed the information I needed to get the good ending, uh, which was kind of nice of it. I was like, oh, my gosh, what a stupid thing. I was like, well, how was I supposed to know that? Am I supposed to get the bad ending to get the good? And no, it just turns out it's an obvious detail that I overlooked. Um, and then there was, uh, there was like three guys that I couldn't figure out who the heck they were supposed to be. And I was kind of just like guessing names. Cause the game will only tell you if you have it right in, in clumps of three, which mm. basically avoids you just testing things nonstop and forcing it. Yeah. So you have to get three perfectly correct before the game goes, okay, you've, you've locked it and you've got the right answer for three people. Yeah. Um, and I had three left and I was like, I've tried all three names on all three people. What is going on? And it's just because my interpretation of how two of them died was different than what the game's interpretation was. Like, you know, I, I think I picked shot by a cannon instead of exploded. Mm. It's like, well, (laughs) you know, like it's pretty much the same thing. Um, Hairs at that point. Yeah. So it was that, or there was another one involving like, well, was this person Claude or was this person lanced? And I, you know, I swapped those out and all of a sudden it locked in and that was my final three. But uh, by and large, like it was really cool to get to figure it out and to use the logic and make connections to to get through it. It it actually is going to get me to spend more money because right now all the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney games are on sale. Yeah, and I think I'm gonna between that and the Johnny Depp trial, I'm like, hey, I gotta get these games. <laughs> I think I'm actually gonna get all the Phoenix Wright games and play those. At That's some hilarious. Point. I, so I, Depp, I Depp trial got you interested in Ace Attorney. Ace Attorney. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I need to be able to yell objection as I was watching the trial. So so hold on a second. The um. Uh, was I going to say, oh, uh, so this week I did my very first uh, escape room yeah, and everything you've described. Oh. And I had a really good time. I was surprised how much I liked it. I didn't think I was going to like it. Um, but I had a really good time. We did like six of us in there and it was really fun and well done and really creative. And what you've described sounds like that. So maybe maybe now's the time for Obradin because I'm in the mood for yeah figuring out, solving a, you know, a problem, a crime, a uh, a room you know kind of not quite mist like but sort of you know in a weird way this, these are like the it's almost like he made a first person real-time adventure game but not point and click if that makes any sense i don't yeah, know yeah yeah i think it would actually lean into that a lot i mean it's less a lot about like i found this random tchotchke that now solves the rest of the puzzle but there is elements of that. It's typically more through dialogue and through exploring the scene. So, for example, when you go back into the memory of how someone died, you get a little area of the ship that you can explore, like a, almost like a little bubble. 
And so you might be watching, you know, one guy get, uh, you know, shot. But if you go and explore a different part of the ship in that memory, you might discover that in the other room, someone was getting stabbed. Oh. And you go, well, wait a minute. This guy stabbed this guy. And then you go two memories later in the timeline. And that was the dead body you were looking at for that one. And you go, oh, wait a minute. I didn't know who stabbed him, but it's back in this other memory. I can see it because this happened at the same time as that other thing. So now I can say this guy was stabbed by this guy and this is who he is. And you lock it in and you're like, there, I solved one. And that snowballs and leads you to solving the others. Like it's really fun and it makes you feel smart, even though you're just, (laughs) you know, you're kind of being led to a degree. Um, It doesn't exactly have a tutorial, except that it just gives you a very simple scenario where it's like, you're only dealing with like four people. Mm -hmm. And so it's not that complicated. It's very obvious who killed who and how, but you might not know who those people are, but throughout the course of the memories, you will figure out who they are. Uh, where it matters and so you know it it does a good job of kind of easing you in and then blowing up to where it's like oh boy i gotta figure all this out and it it even tells you it's like the the solution isn't always going to be easy like there were times where i just was like i looked at how people were dressed and went "Eh, this was probably their job on the ship based on how they're dressed Uh oh right yeah. So like it can be things like that. So it's like Occam's razor type. I like that because not everything needs to be a big fat mystery. Sometimes it's just like, no, that's that is probably what it looks like. You know, there was one guy I got right because I was like, he looks like uh, and I picked whatever the name was that looked like it fit him because yeah. I was like, it's probably one of these guys because uh, some of them are very specific, like the captain. You know exactly who the captain is. That's all one title for one guy. Mm hmm. But then there's like seven people that are listed as just semen. And you're yep. like, all right, semen. That it could be any sort of semen you want. Yep. <laughs> so, th- but just, this one, just but, semen. but this <laughs> this guy looks like this kind of semen. So I'm gonna assign that name, and there it is. Yeah. So isn't there a brand like Just Pickles? Just Pickles, Just Semen. I don't just know. Semen? Yeah. <laughs> just semen. <laughs> yeah, I buy the I buy a bottle of just semen once a week and uh, see how it uh-huh. goes. All right. Well, you've convinced me. It sounds fantastic. Uh, yeah. More more vampire survivors. Did you uh, did you destroy the game? Has it been? You're now the top player of all time. Like what's going on there? Well, they added more achievements. I got the rest of those, and I, I am curious to hear what Bo thinks of the achievements because honestly the achievements don't really matter but all of the achievements are tied to unlocks so i guess what i'm really saying is i unlocked everything again Mm. um but uh yeah they did another patch like right after i talked about it and added more content to the game and uh, yeah i'll let bo talk more about it because it's his first impression that's your first first taste played a lot more of it my first impression bo also played a game i cannot wait to hear about and that was dune spice wars so tell Uh, me am i going I thought about this game a lot this week because I saw the release and I saw some stuff happening. I saw some good reviews and the 4X fans of my friends of mine that are 4X fans were were like excited more than they were if this was a straight RTS, even though there's a lot of real time elements to it. So so please lay it on us. How is Dune Spice Wars? Uh, Dune Spice Wars. So it is a 4X-ish game. Um with four, currently four houses, there's no campaign. It's like Civ. You you know you boot up your map parameters and go. Yeah. 
Um, except the map parameters are very straightforward. There's always four houses, and it's just a question of how large the desert is and then how frequently the sandworms and sandstorms come. I got about four hours in, and I played on the largest map, so I don't... I'm right now maybe at a halfway point. I've got like 10k hegemony. Or not 10k, like 5k hegemony, mm-hmm. the empires. Mm-hmm. And it feels like maybe victory conditions start emerging at around 10 to 20k. Uh, I'm not too clear. I didn't finish, so I don't have the full scope of the game. Okay. But from what I did experience is... There's this asymmetrical design. So as I played as House Atreides, or as I called it, the noob house, because everyone knows they're the perennial good guys, so I figured it was the easiest experience. Sure. You're the Terran. Um, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I got to pay taxes, where I'm sure the Fremen and smugglers maybe aren't paying taxes to the, uh, to the thing. And, you know, early on it tells you um, uh, there's different victory conditions. One is domination, kill all the other empires. One is... Uh, I think you, it's a political victory. I think the other two are political victories. I can't remember what they're called. One is winning through hegemony and one is just getting voted most awesome. So you get to be Um, actual Paul Atreides or actual, uh, uh, what's his name? No, so uh, I think you're not Paul Atreides. Like you pick the house and then your avatar, civilization style is the characters. I mean, you're showing the video now who they are. I think it's Paul's dad. Okay. I think it's a, you know, big, big guy. Oh, right. Gene uh, Foster's dad. And um, then, yeah. I can't think know, of his name all of a sudden, but like Harkonnen, is it Baron Harkonnen or someone related? Oh, it is. There it is. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's the actual book characters, like from the name. So it's Baron Vladimir. It says, I just, I never remember anyone's name in this, yeah. except for Paul and, you know, Duncan Idaho is obviously easy to remember. It's really hard for me but, to not um, say Harkonnen, but the movie told us it's Harkonnen, Harkonnen and it's been driving me ape shit because yeah. I read those books when I was a kid and I've never said anything but Harkonnen. So I think in like Dune 2 there might have been maybe, maybe I was saying it. I can't remember if there's any voice lines. I think it's I've heard it's called Harkonnen before too. Yeah. I, I, don't I don't know, know about that. Denise but, Villeneuve um, had his own idea. But whatever. So would you yeah, say like Stellaris? Anyways, so far you're describing Stellaris to me. Is that fair? It's civilization. Like it's civilization but it's I would say it's a little more board gamey yeah, but it's basically civilization. So you can only build on safe, rocky surfaces. Mm. You discover the rest of the playing pieces that are kind of uneven, that are mostly sand, and basically each piece has a village, mm. and you got to go slaughter the people there and take over the village, and then you control that zone. The more zones you control, at least for Atreides, I had to pay more tax and spice. And so not every zone has a spice mine. So then you're like, well, I can't convert too much territory or I'm going to owe too much in taxes and default on my, my feudal payments to the, the emperor. So, um, so you have to sort of progress and then there's all these vectors of progression. So you have to build up military, you have to build up, uh, economy, uh, economic units like to, you know, you need to get plascrete to build, things with you need manpower so you need buildings to promote manpower there's an espionage um system in this so you have to send spies to the other houses as well as counterintelligence and that can really screw you Mm. um it has a whole pile of systems you need batteries to fuel your ornithopters which fly around and reveal maps you've got to field a small amount of military units now military in civ you can kind of send them anywhere, right? You send your scouts everywhere. They live off the land, presumably, and they're just good. Here, if they're not in desert, your control, they eat rations and they can run out of rations and die. 
um, have them hang around too long in an area that's not safe and they'll get eaten by sandworms. Same goes with your harvesters. Mm. I accidentally left the spice harvester alone because I was stuck in the menu and I had the, the time tab going too fast and a sandworm ate my harvester. <laughs> I was oh. like, damn it. Damn. That sucks. And it really put me behind. Um, the, the game itself does a really good job of feeling like Dune. I would say it's a little sparse on the music. It has really good music, but I think it likes to let you listen just to the the, the silent winds a little too long, you know, mm, for the experience. Mm, yeah. I find myself craving their, their pretty decent soundtrack to play a little more often. Um, it feels like a full-on strategy game. If you've played Civ, if you've played Stellaris, if you've played any 4X game, it'll feel that way. It feels a bit simple and feels a little more board gamey. By virtue is like I could see myself sitting down with four people and playing this board game of Dune. Mm. Now there's no multiplayer, and I didn't look up the roadmap. Maybe there's plans for that. But yeah, it is early still, access you know. right now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not clear, but it doesn't feel like that's going to end up being the game. If I had to guess, this will be the game, and they'll probably add DLC houses in the future or something like that. Well, it's definitely yeah. so. The developer is the guys Shiro Games. War Tales. Oh, War Tales and Northgard. It's Shiro uh, games. Well, yeah, Northgard. Northgard. Yeah, they made that Northgard yeah. game, which is really cool. It's like the a very interesting take on kind of RTS, civish sort they of made things. War Tales. Yeah, well. War Tales. Which you and well, I are I'm, super stoked about that game. That game's so great. They, they have a really good like CV. Is you know, there's some other games they made. I don't know anything about them, but those three games in particular are, are well regarded, and they've done a good job here. It's just hard to tell if it feels like. It feels a little too spreadsheety. Like you don't. I didn't end up fielding a, a lot of units in yeah. a certain sense. Like I had five units of military. Um, I had two harvesters. I will say, like the sandstorm and the, the the desert graphics look pretty cool, but the sandworms pretty underwhelming looking. You know, mm. it's a worm. A mouth opens up. It's gone. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, in some ways it's a little underwhelming. Um, but the client functions really good. All the units function properly, and everything looks good for what's there. It's just a. I haven't played it through to completion, but it's a little. I don't know. The tech tree upgrades are a little unexciting. There's a, kind of a little bit of a lack of excitement. The world. I don't kind mean of, it has to have flashy graphics. Sure, sure. It's just you know, when you play Civ, you get to the different ages and you get cool new shit, and right. it doesn't really f- feel like. Uh, I don't know. It feels like a lot of uh, cards and menus, and like when your home planet opens up, when you get enough hegemony, then you can install JPEGs <laughs> into the J- JPEG holder, and then you get new mechanics. You know, it's a little bit of that, right? Yeah. And not that it needs to be much more, but there's a little bit more ceremony around that stuff than beyond just a JPEG picker. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it, it feels like Doom. It's a competent game. If you're into strategy games, you will like this. But I, I don't – I'm not sure it's it's blown – It's not. I guess what I would say is it's not blown my socks off. It's well done, but not blown my socks off mm. uh, in terms of like, oh, my God, this is crazy. I do like you the know, character yeah. uh, art is very cool. It's an interesting style. Yeah. Yeah. Character art's good. Again, there just isn't a lot of it. So sometimes in early access, you're like, well, there'll be a lot more. And sometimes early access is kind of, you get a good sense of what's going to be at the end. So yeah. I don't know. Um, hmm. I don't know about that. All right. I'm but, my eyes but it on works. It. It's good. It, yeah. it's, it, it, it's a fun time. I, I look forward to giving it another try at some point. But um, 
I, I don't know. It's just, I just I don't find myself looking forward to something like, oh shit, I can't wait till this stage of the game when we're gonna get bazookas or or we're gonna get a whole new layer of water drilling or, or something, right? Like mm. you know, in in Stellaris, there's like you can build a Dyson sphere at some point. I'm like, oh, we're gonna get some Dyson spheres, and oh, I'm gonna have a big fleet, and oh, there's an existential threat. I think this is really just gonna end up resolving, um, you know with victory points at some point in this game over. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, you're going to win. We House Harkonnen will go on to victory in the, or sorry, whoever you are. Yeah. I know you're Atreides. Atreides will win. Harkonnen or Harkonnen can go back to, to fat guy planet or whatever they do. And then you win. That's it. You win. Yeah. Yeah. I would say it's, everything looks great. Um, it's got the back, the backbone of it. It seems strong. It's just lacking some sizzle for me. Yeah. Yeah. And not that you need a lot for a game like this. And menus, I love everything about the menus. No real, the only criticism I have is if I have the espionage menu up, I am assuming the game is paused. And there's, it, you do see in the top right, there's a pause play thing, but it's easy to miss. I need like there to be a bit of overlay letting uh, me know game paused. Yeah. Because that's how my harvester got eaten. I thought I was paused. <laughs> I wasn't. I'm in a menu that takes up the whole screen. Yeah. There's nothing I can I can't see and I couldn't hear and and because I was not nearby where it had happened, I just noticed I wasn't making as much spice and then I was like, Where's my harvester? Yeah, it yeah. got eaten by a worm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so what worms do, man. Like those are expensive, those harvesters. Gotta, they are. Yeah. They yeah, are. And it while. does this weird thing where it's like you so when when the sandstorm or a sandworm comes by, it mm-hmm. says you got to pick up, you can send a, a thing of a ship to pick it up. Right. Like the movie. And you can, yeah. yeah. And it stops harvesting during that. All great. Now it has an auto thing where it's like, do you, would you like to set this to auto? But if you do, it'll harvest less spice. And I'm like, but why? Like, mm. why does, <laughs> yeah. like, I, I don't know. Like, I get that they're trying to put something in there to make me, to, to give me a benefit for manually doing it. But once you've picked up your harvester about 500 times, you're like, I get it. Can you just pick it up and not penalize me? <laughs> like, I'm just like, can it be a res? Like they should, they should have put that behind a research upgrade, mm. for example. Like, yeah, in the beginning, you got to pick up your harvester manually, but then you can automate it. I don't know why I'm getting punished. And it's a serious punishment. Like you'll be not earning spite. It'll be sitting there at home and you're like, can you deploy? Now you can manually go deploy it, but then like, what's the point of the feature in the first place? Right. So th- there's some stuff in there. Those are the ma- two major grievances I have. I think otherwise the games, it's fun. C- do I recommend it? If you like Dune, but don't like four X's or RTS's, do not get this. You will not enjoy it. Okay. Um, and if you like RTS's four X, that kind of thing. Um, if you haven't played Civ and other ones first, I'd probably just say play something a little better than this. Yeah. Uh, so it's really hitting like a, I've played RTSs and enjoy them, and I like Dune kind of demographics. So, you know, um, if that's you, and I count myself among them, it's an all right experience. If you want to, if you want to play the game, about it. if you want to play the game that got them the license to do Dune, Northgard is also worth checking out. People at home, like you can get it cheap in a lot of places. It's usually on sale. It's a really yeah. awesome kind of one of these. I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So yeah, they say Northgard seems like, is like an Age of Empires light, right? A little bit. Yeah. You know, how, you know, you know how they say it's. So I would say like this is like a Civ or Stellaris uh, light, hmm. but um, 
but but still very still very good i guess like let me say it's it's light it's a light version of those games i think is the best way to put it actually well uh i'm i'm still curious about it since it's an early access that means you know things can evolve and change and Seems pretty polished so far, but maybe more stuff coming. So I, I guess we'll it. wait and see. I enjoyed it. Hey, hey, Bo. Uh, oh, if you're just joining the show, if you're here live, uh, I guess if you're listening to the podcast, maybe you skip past it. But Bo talked a bunch about his experience with the uh, uh, Overwatch 2 beta. So go back in the show and listen to that because now we're talking about Vampire Survivors. John's been gushing about it. I really like it also. And now Bo has finally dipped his wiener in it. What do you think? I, I, I dipped my wiener in it. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, first of all, great $3 pickup. You will get it. You will, you will, so I talked a lot of smack about this game because it yeah. looked like it could be made in Game Maker yeah. in an afternoon. I still hold that opinion pretty much. <laughs> like it's, it's, That hasn't changed. I mean, you know, like it took some time to make this, but like, you know, it's not comp. It's there's a reason it's three dollars. Like even the people making it went like, yeah, it wasn't that hard to make. Mm. Um, uh, that to me, the three dollars reflects that, and is not such a salacious thing to say. Um, that being said, I didn't appreciate just how many enemies end up being on the screen. I guess like yeah. there will literally be hundreds, and they will respawn right away, and just be endless waves. And that's a lot of fun. Yeah. A short short answer is the game is enjoyable and addictive, and. And as much as I hate achievement systems, this is an example of an achievement system that's all right. Like in in my mind where it's just, it's giving you a little extra context on what you're doing in an otherwise pretty bland, you know, it's the map, you move in all directions. There's nothing meaningful except for a few pickups on the map. Um, so it's not very interesting. So giving you an additional challenge to think about. Okay, like uh, it's a goal. Basically, they give you a goal. You know, it's, I don't really think of it as an achievement, just as a goal while you're playing. It. There, it's like still... a roadmap to uh, how to unlock content. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you get like in I... and you just play the game, like, yeah, you'll probably unlock some stuff. But if you go to the unlock menu and look at what the, uh, you know, yeah. quote unquote achievements are, you have a good idea of like, oh, well, if I want another character. I can do this. So wait, uh, clear clear this up this. for me. Is are these achievements Steam achievements or are these achievements in the game? It's, it's in both. game. It's, a, it's, it's both. an okay. unlock list. Okay. But yeah, it's, it's an probably... unlock list, but they correlate to achievements. Okay. They're both. Yeah. So okay. like you will unlock something in the game, that unlock is also an achievement okay. in the Steam. That makes sense. Yeah. I actually kind of like I mean, that. It, that sounds all right to me. Yeah. It's all right. And it's needed because the game really isn't very it's very, you know, content and structure light. Like it helps like I, if there was, if that wasn't in there, I'd have played it once or twice. And when like, I get it and put it down, but it was like, okay, let me try this level again. But with a new goal and think about like, now I'm strategizing about the equipment. Right. So mm-hmm. for example, to get evolutions, um, you know, you, you have to get them from chests. You don't get them from leveling up. So, you know, you strategize about what weapons you want, what's passive items you want. Cause those combinations make for the evolutions and then you get the evolutions out of the chest and I'm thinking, cause now that I've played it a couple times, I know when the chests appear, what the waves look like on a level, you know, so you're just thinking about it, like to accomplish this goal, I'm taking the mechanics, I'm trying to succeed at solving the puzzle that, yeah. that the game presents. So, sure. I, you know, in that context, I really just sort of look at it as like a to-do list with a reward attached. And yeah. I think that's fine. Almost like quests um, sort of. And, and it's like a strategy, but also some reflex is, as well. But it's not super demanding, except in the early parts of the game. If your DPS is too low and you're trying to 
dodge enemies till you can overcome the DPS deficit you have. Um, it's you know it's not too demanding. Mostly you're just standing there in the middle going like ah if your DPS is too low and hoping you survive. Sure. It's a good game. I, I think it, you know it's fun. It's worth your time. Like you're gonna play. You're, you're gonna be like I was at work the other day and I had the soundtrack in my head. I was just bobbing my head and I'm like, I want to go home and play this. Like it's a good little nugget of fun. Hmm. Uh, that being said, I, I played it for I'm sure I'm at twenty or thirty hours, maybe a little more. Um, but now that it's uh, it's magic has washed away from me and I didn't get all the achievements. Yeah, twenty seven point seven hours. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit like, I'm okay. And that's fine. It's a $3 game. I think it's meant to be played when you got some time to play it and not like devote religious amount of time to it. Although if you want to, that's fine. But it really is, um, it really is a very simple thing. Yeah. But sometimes that's, it's good. That's good. Right. That's what wins sometimes is, uh, yeah, Yeah, it's a simple thing. It's fun. Um, but if this was 40 bucks, people would be complaining is my take. No, I mean. Yeah, if you're charging forty dollars for this, I, I you know there'd definitely be I I, I would you know uh, be I'd have something to say about yeah, it. Yeah, that'd be too much. It's, it's, you know, it's a cup of coffee. I mean, you pay more for a mocha at Starbucks than you would for this thing. I do think they could have um, gone nine ninety nine though. I think that would have been okay. I think people would pay. I that. think they could have. I think they could have got away with it's considering the repackaged Atari games and stuff they sell in various <laughs> places for like twenty bucks and, yeah. and you know like old Sonic versions. They probably should have charge ten dollars for this yeah it's worth spending your time it's fun um it's great it's great that they accomplished this like uh i think you know we often look at the visuals of a video game and attribute value based on visuals when we don't really think about the invisible and tangibles which are the mechanics yeah and i think they did it's fun when you get six fully upgraded weapons and your screen is just like, I can't even hear the music anymore. There's so much sound effects going that the music, I, I pause and have to turn the music up because it's just, um, and there's some kind of fun and, and pleasurable about ex- excess. Yeah. And this is an excess of anything reasonable in terms of what a vampire survivor could shoot out of their hands. Mm. And then, you know, it's just like, <laughs> I like it. It's fun. Yeah, right. It's fun. fun game. It's there a recommend go. for me. There you go. We got a thumbs up all across the board on Vampire Survivors. You've both played yeah, more I than me, it. but I, I did like what I played. I liked it a lot. I just th- I do think it's interesting because I 100% agree with Bo. Like, and you mentioned, you said, you know, what if this game was $40? And I went, ugh. Yeah. Why? <laughs> like, I immediately was upset by it, but like, I looked down my library, right? And I've got 51.5 hours in Vampire Survivor. Now, a lot of that's idle. I've left it up a lot. But I I mean, I don't think it would be crazy to say I probably have around 40 plus hours in this game actively playing. And that's a hell of a lot more than what I've put into some $60 games. Yeah. Like I've gotten more playtime out of this. And it's interesting. I, I don't know. I'm not trying to make a point on this. Like, this is genuinely me reflecting. Why do I go, uh, this game can't be $40? Like, is this me putting too much emphasis on graphics and look of a game when I've gotten more gameplay time out of this than other games that I wouldn't bat an eye at spending $60 on? It's just yeah, imagine if Torghast was this fun. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Imagine I spent that. way more than sixty dollars on that because I paid a monthly fee for it too. Yeah, like I, you see, I, at the end of the day, that 
it's it, it, video games are a very visual medium when it comes to marketing it and f- perceiving value. And there couldn't be anything less important to a yeah. video game. Yeah. yeah, like it's so important to the sale of a video game, but it's actually so meaningless to any game, video or board game, even or any game. Um, uh, you know, politics is a very popular game that people like to, sure. to larp around in. Sure. But you know, it's it's <laughs> like you know, I just actually I think polit- I've come up with this theory or, or quote where, where politics is larping with stakes. Mm. But you know, um, so anyways, the 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 game aspect of the thing that vamp- the statement that the people are trying to make this statement with Elden Ring, I think it's a little overstated. But and, and the, the the thing that you keep coming back to, whether or not you agree, if you're just listening to people and what they're saying about a game like Elden Ring, and then what the sales of a game like Vampire Survivors is, is that the sought like the 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 magic is in the mechanics. Yeah. Yeah. Not in the graphics. No. The graphics are just what help you sell it for yeah. the price point you want it at, if that makes any sense. And I think there are a lot of visual artists that might, you know, might not like hearing that because their discipline is it, I think it may maybe that kind of comment might seem like they're trivializing or devaluing their particular discipline in the gaming space. Mm-hmm. But it but it really it really does come down to, and like, you know, the comments about the UI designers going like, well, I guess my life is a lie because no one cares about UI. Elden Ring got a 10. <laughs> Meanwhile, my very good UI didn't get a 10. It's that those UI things are important, but just like the game has to be mechanics first. And I think graphics and UI can obfuscate. Obf- <laughs> How do you say that word? Obfuscate. Obfuscate. I think you got ob- it right. It can be obfuscate. It can actually take away from the mechanics when it gets in the way of them. Mm. So it isn't just about having good UI. It's about being invisible so that people you have the, the best UI and the best graphics are just invisible actually, hmm. because the game is so fun. You're not thinking about them. Interesting. And, um, I think vampire survivors is a case study in that, in that it's like super fun. It looks like shite. Every bitmap is like two to three frames only, you know, it, like there's, I could throw plenty of, slams on this game just you know but it might win game of the year i mean it might it might win an award at the game awards this year you know it's that good and i think loop hero one one two loop hero is another example of like you know why didn't why why aren't people recognizing the base building of fallout 4 is the best thing that ever happened no they like loop hero and building a, a, a loop yeah so. I decided to make myself sad, and I went and I looked at how what my playtime for Cyberpunk 2077 was. Yeah, how'd you do? You know, let's let's compare three dollar game that I got, you know, fifty some hours in to seventy dollar game that uh, was sold very highly on its look and appearance. Uh, Thirty seven point eight hours in that, so not even not close <laughs> i mean mm-hmm. I, not as much as vampire survivors and yet i see cyberpunk go on sale for 20 bucks and i go oh man look at how much they discounted that and you propose the idea of vampire survivors at 40 dollars. i mean like honestly even you said it's 30 dollars. i'd go that's a lot of money for vampire survivors and yet vampire survivors has had more playtime. i would play it over cyberpunk any day yeah. like it's just very weird what graphics and you know that that look does to you as far as like what you ascribe value to sure well 
Um, before we move on, I did want to make one quick mention. Two things. Um, someone in the chat recommended something called Rift Wizard. Apparently, this is the hotness that looks ugly but plays amazing. So that's another Steam game to maybe consider. And then I wanted to make a brief board game recommendation. Despite it sounding a little controversial, it actually isn't because it's super anti-fascist. But it's um, a game called Hidden or a Secret Hitler. Oh yeah, I've heard of it. I've heard of Secret Hitler. It reminds yeah. me of playing Among Us weirdly because um, you're trying to suss out who the you know who the secret baddie is, but also there's multiple baddies and um, it's very Among Us actually. It's very good. We played the hell out of that at the board game stuff on uh, this was yesterday. Um, for four hours, uh, that was almost the entire time I played that game, and I loved that game. And as you can also, they have an open source version of it. You can actually download and skin yourself, print yourself, that lets you skin it any, any way you want. You could do Empire versus Rebellion in a Star Wars scenario. You could do just about anything, and you'd be, you know, Secret Voldemort is a popular one. For example, they do a Harry Potter riff on this thing. Um, mm. But it's just an it's an excellent excellent game. And uh, highly recommend. You, you have to find out who the secret Hitler is. Yeah, like the goal is to either like Tom and I had a game where we both were on the fascist side, and I ended up winning because of a real sneaky move I did, and he was Hitler, and it worked oh. out beautifully. Um, but then there were times where we were on the good guy side and just wrecked the secret Hitler. Like it's just there's an assassination mode. There's so much cool stuff. It's a rad, huh. rad game. Um, people see the sur- on the surface, they're like, oh, I don't want to play a game where Hitler is too sensitive. I get that, and I don't blame people for maybe being a little apprehensive, but the game is not not even close to uh, sympathetic toward the fascist side at all. In fact, hmm. it's, you know, while that side can win, um, you know, it's a little like Left 4 Dead multiplayer uh, where you can be the, you know, the bloat guy or, you know, whatever. The- it's just blue versus red versus blue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, You can like make that. it red versus blue and the mechanics. Because I think I played a game somewhat like that called Avalon. Yeah. Where it has to do with King Arthur's court. Ah. And some people are the betrayers and some people are not. And you got to you go on missions and then through the mechanics, somebody messed it up because the bad guys win by messing it up and the good guys win by doing it right. And then you got to figure out who's lying. Sure. And that's where you get into the double lies. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm There's kinda, a bunch I'm of I'm kind of good at lying games. That It really depresses me. Oh, it helped this, playing this Among Us This is a real problem me. I have with my wife and her family. Uh, I was we, very good at lying at Christmas and I was very proud and then I realized what it meant and I was like, oh, boy. No, <laughs> yeah. So when you play, lying. Yeah. So this is my whole thing where games reveal things to yourself. You play poker, you'll learn things. You play Oberdin, you'll learn things about yourself. You play anything and there's an opportunity. You're not always paying attention. But in the lying game, people, it's not about learning about yourself. People will learn something about you. Man. If you're a good liar, it's they really will deep. realize yeah. that you're a good liar. Yeah. <laughs> and that way, when you said, oh, yeah, I took out the trash and you didn't, they're going to scrutinize you a little harder and not trust you. And then you're like, oh, my life is ruined. Yeah. Um, just for five minutes of fun, I now can't bullshit that I took out the garbage <laughs> when I didn't feel like it. And, you know. Well, this bit of Zen you, brought to you by Bo's Zen Moment. Listen, we all learn something. We play a game and we learn something from it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's what I think that's what games are for. That's what the life is for, man. I don't think they're for wish fulfillment. I think we, we get wish fulfillment and fun out of it, but I really think it's 
ultimately it's it's, it's a simulation yeah. of life yeah in some small way you know like civilization there it's you go like a simul- and then you play it and then you do things and you learn stuff about yourself and you're like oh shit i'm i'm a bit of a thief <laughs> yeah I'm a bit of an a-hole yeah or you know i I forgive myself for mistakes that I shouldn't yeah, and, and, and blame other things for it. I don't know. Who knows? Well, recent on, um, Among Us play made me better, I think, at my first run or two of Secret Hitler because I'm, I'm better at game lying than I was before uh-huh. before Among Us because you, before Among Us. Oh, is that how you try qualifier that, on their game oh, wait, line? Game line. Wait, wait, I need we need to hear this advice. <laughs> yeah. I think Scott has figured something out here because all I know when is you're good at lying, you need to lie to lie your way out of being good. Like I'm just good at game lying. Game yeah. lying. Not an actual lie. Not an actual lie. I would never lie to you, honey, even though I beat you fifteen times and told you the worst lies ever. I mean the problem is I'm a garbage liar. 100% of the time, but when it's in the context of Among Us now, at least, mm-hmm. I've gotten to a place where I'm, I've, I've just, I've been able to finally push out of all the, all my concerns about how I just think it's, it's skeezy to lie under any circumstances. I just don't like doing it, especially with friends. So yeah. when I play Among Us, I have learned to say, well, this is the game. So I have to be able to do this here. And I've just gotten better at it where people don't automatically call me on my, my fake lie. And I think it helped me with Secret Hitler. <laughs> so is, this is, I feel like we're watching episode one of Breaking Bad or something. Scott, I know. <laughs> Scott, Scott, Scott finds a safe way to lie. And then he realized, oh, wait. Wait a minute. Wait a second. I'm the best liar ever. I, <laughs> screw this podcasting. I'm going off to make meth and lie about it. Yeah, a whole, this, a whole this new opens world a whole open. new door for me. Yeah. It, my wife, just the other day, we were at Barnes & Noble and she grabbed the game <laughs> and she's like, Oh, it, it, this is one of those games where you have to try and convince other people of the truth. And like she read the description and the description literally said something like, you know, through exaggeration and lying. And she was like, you know, I think and she starts naming all the kids and she's like, would be good at it, would be bad at it. I'd be bad at it. And she goes, but you know what? I don't think anybody could hold a candle to you. And I realized she just in a really nice way called me the best liar in the house. And I was like, I'm glad I'm number one at something, but this is a full on insult. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just, my wife just looked at me and was like, wow. you're an extremely good liar. What do you think of that? <laughs> I, was, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. What we're all think. learning things about each other. Yeah. yeah. Playing the game. One game at a time. All right, that's what we played this week. Hey, guess what? It's mashup day. That's right. Jamie, while we were out of town, or while I was out of town in Vegas, was working uh, hard on a brand new mashup based on stuff we've said real dumb on the show. And so I'm going to share that now. The title of this is Konami Testicle Code. Okay. Now, I don't know anything about the origin of that phrase. I don't know who said it. We're going to find out I'm now. betting Scott. Let's, okay. all put, let's all put our bet down. Okay. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm voting for Scott. I will no. vote just so I don't vote for myself. I'll vote for Bo on this one. I think it was Bo. <laughs> I don't know I'm why. I'm never going to get a vote for a name of anything. I don't No, not. Like you're too. Well, you know, I don't know. Scott's kind of swaying me here. He's game lying right now. Yeah. I'm um, game lying. I... <laughs> maybe it was me. Maybe it was. I don't know. Well, let's find out. Here we go. I might. I'm the best rapper alive. Why don't you give me I five? We're gonna go have tea and crumpet, and then I'm gonna go play the trumpet with your butt. I'm a dude with my testicles. 
they cut to one of the actors who's yeah. peeing and they just show his dong for like no reason other than to gross you out but it's got herpes on it and he talks about it. he's like look at my dong does it have herpes on it and he's showing it to someone <laughs> those weren't the lines though <laughs> no right. not There's herpes no look at my <laughs> look at my dong. Like, look at my dong. Are these sores on my dong? So, like, I, I thought maybe there's something like that. I don't think I'm gonna want to stream there. I, everyone's just gonna want me to take my boobs out, and I'm, you know, it's not gonna be fun chat interaction. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna just revolutionize the opposite. I'm gonna start the stream totally naked, and people can donate for me to put the clothes back on. <laughs> That's a great idea. Pray, look over here. Does my dong have herpes on it? <laughs> I believe upon your dong there is herpes like that's just the way it is kids are great everyone should have one if they want to okay i'm not saying everyone should have kids i'm saying it's great if you do uh, i guess i should get one uh please that's message sad. me on patreon <laughs> use the patreon a new patreon willing level to, willing to baby up with me let's do it <laughs> <laughs> baby up this should be a website yeah, for people who website. just want to baby up like you know they you got a baby up i wouldn't be coming for that reason i'd be coming just to actually hang out yeah and i'd touch your I, weird little rib knob thing you got there and I'd uh yeah you can assure me it's okay I gotta we'll touch each other's rib knobs you'll be like this is free don't worry dude this is free floating I'm fine it's great greatest thing I ever did best thing I ever made and I try to make a lot of things but that was the best thing I ever made and all I had to use was my weenus that's all I had to use to make them it was a fun thing yeah I did a fun fun thing and I got a good result afterwards too right I I deposited my seed it took purchase the egg took off you didn't have to use anything else you didn't have to uh, move your testicles up up down down left right left no. right or anything like that no. to, to activate the konami activate testicle that. code it. oh, it's, it's been a while i forget how it all works i mean honestly my baby was even better because we did the math and we're pretty sure we got a pizza right after the deed was done so oh, that's you know, fantastic it was like done pizza nine months later baby, yeah, baby. it was great yeah, yeah. i love it all i right. like that show title konami testicle code <laughs> <laughs> So wait, there's a little bit of both of us there because I don't think I had the I, title settled until you said it. I think you it. said it first, and then I. Oh wait, because he he edits them all in a weird order. That's true. It's possible. We, we, we can't we can't call who said it first. No, we need. I mean, we it can call who said like you it. Did. Who said it was Scott? Yeah, but, but in the mashup, Bo alludes to it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that means that Look, we. Split I say them. at least all of all of us won. Uh, it was definitely not me. That's we're gonna we we're gonna split the winnings. Our winnings that we'll split them, Boom, You and I down the, right down the middle, which is just a big dong on a All statue. Right, well, that's one dog for or one testicle for each of us. That's <laughs> one dong for each of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! That's Wasn't horrendous. my favorite porno, but it was the only one I had access. That's to. right. <laughs> it's the only tape I had. <laughs> Uh, well done, Jamie. Oh. You killed it once again. Now this. That's a good question. Quick email. Talk to the court. Gmail.com is the email address. This one's from Henry or Grecken TV when he's uh, around. He says, hi, uh, you were just talking about uh, the recent news of PlayStation's Game Pass competitor subscription service. There are two points I'd like to make that you didn't uh, mention, or at least not clearly enough. Firstly, you briefly mentioned please, uh, PlayStation Plus Essential having a yearly price and then moved on only to talk about the monthly prices for Game Pass comp- uh, comp- <laughs> competing tier while completely forgetting to mention they have two uh, yearly, or sorry, they too have a yearly plan, which is a lot cheaper than Game Pass uh, month to month, which does not have the cheaper yearly option. In other words, it's cheaper to do the yearly option with PlayStation 
and they don't have an equivalent for that tier with with uh, Microsoft is his point. So secondly, my only option on classic games being the highest tier uh, let's see, is, uh, is that it's the best way. Do you think most gamers care that much about old games? Having newer yes. games at a lower price is what probably is going to be the more ideal for most gamers. If it was the other way around, those players would be complaining that they have to pay for something they don't want or need. Thanks for reading this. Well, Henry, my point wasn't that the that they belonged on a lower tier and the new games belonged on a higher tier. What I mean is all of it belongs on the one tier <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Like if you're going to have a tier where all your AAA games are coming out month to month and you're playing those, don't separate your classic old stuff from it. Have it all there. That shouldn't be a separate thing. It's a weird thing to separate and then charge extra for should all just I be one that, damn tier. Yeah. I get that some people like the extra stuff, and I don't know which sells better, but I I do appreciate the Game Pass. It's pretty much like you buy it once. Yeah. Like, yes, you get PC unless you get Xbox, but if you just got an Xbox, you just sign up for Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and then the extra is just to get it on PC to get Ultimate. So I feel like the PlayStation stuff's just weird, like, you know. Sure. It's not that simple when it's like you get this, but then you get that, then you get this, then you get We're getting that. a little close to Sonic of the, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, Sonic a little bit. Sonic the Hedgehog is what I almost said. It is. And, uh, Sonic of the Hedgehog. I want to play. <laughs> Tis I, Sonic of the Hedgehog. <laughs> Sonic of Hedgehog, how are you, sir? <laughs> I am um, Tails of Sonic 2. Welcome to my dumb thing. But no, like for real, like it, it does trend that direction. I don't like that direction. I wish, I wish these tears... Not that choice paralysis is a problem with three choices, but I don't think, I think this is just artificially choicey. You don't need it. Like I understand, look at the game pass split between, Hey, do you want game pass? But you only, you don't have an Xbox, but you have a PC. Do you want just game pass PC? Well, that's cheaper. So get that. Oh, you just have an Xbox and no PC. Great. Just pay the 10 and get that. You don't need ultimate. Oh, you have both. You'd like to cross play and cross save pay us 15. And now it's all yours. That's simple. Really straightforward. You know the strategy, yeah, and the strategy behind Game Pass and Xbox. What they've done is they just want everyone to get it. Yeah. So if you just make it easy and simple, I think you will get more people in the environment. Agreed. So who cares if they're paying ten dollars or fifteen dollars? You just want them in. Yeah. And and the sheer number of people you have will outweigh any price differentials you're going to have, which is the. The Xbox strategy, right? Like they have, what they have twenty million people. You know, if they made it harder, they might not have twenty million. They might have fifteen million or ten million or eight million. And 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 my thinking is, and I'm not an expert in this, but just hearing that there are different tiers for different people, it's just extra barrier. I know it sounds simple and, and silly. You're like, why can't someone think of just take a bit of extra time to think of it? And it's like. I think most of the time we sub, we're just like, oh, shit, I want to watch that thing on HBO. Let me sub. I wasn't going to sub, but now I really want to see Curb. Let me just sub, you know? So, and if I get to a screen that's like, here are six options, I might think twice about it and go, eh, maybe I don't need this. But if I can click that button within seconds and put that sub in on Apple, boom, it's done. Yeah, you're good to go. No questions asked, no problems. 
That's what you want. I think that's what you want for something like Game Pass. Yeah. I just think PlayStation doesn't need to be like, well, for these games that cost more to get the licensing from the company, we got to charge an extra $3. So you have to make sure to make an appropriate decision before you press the purchase button. Yeah. It's like, it should be just, no, purchase, bastard. Let's go. Here's, here's your button. Give us the money. Done. I like that one and of Bo's, think- Bo's D&D uh, NPCs uh, just read that. Hello, awesome. sir. Would you like to purchase the Game Pass from the medieval <laughs> Times Castle Pass. You get access to the uh, uh, prison and the king's court, but uh-huh. for an extra three gold a month, you can see behind the scenes where see? we cook the food for the king. Yeah, what's his name? <laughs> Give me his name. What's this guy's name? Uh, I am um, Gary. Yep. <laughs> I'm Gary of Hedgehog. <laughs> I'm Gary of Hedgehog. I'm okay. Gary of Hedgehog. Once right. of Hedgehog, and now I serve His Royal Highness Lord Scott Edible. Yeah, yeah. and um, his uh, Queen John of Jagger. <laughs> John yep. of Jagger. Okay. Yeah. All right. This is great. Tally in the chat said that voice uh, turning her on. Don't stop. Oh yeah. So yep. really enjoyed. Oh, that. is that like? A, is that? Is that a, yeah, turn urine? turn them on. You're like an ASMR. That talks like this. Yeah, I have a feeling they're being. Com- I have I have a feeling they're being completely um, sarcastic, but I could be wrong. Oh. Maybe they really like it. Maybe you're the ASMR we've all been looking for, and we just didn't. Can I give you a massage? Oh, oh my lord! <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> no, I do not. Let's stop this now. Before yeah, we we'll, <laughs> we'll end it now. Um, all right. That's your email for the week. Thank you, Henry, for sending that in. Talk to the court. Gmail.com is the email address you are encouraged to use as often as you'd like, because we'd love to hear from you and talk about whatever you want to say. I do want to thank our patrons uh, for being here, for making the show uh, what it is. We can't do it as well as we do it without your support. So if you like the show, and you're still on the fence as to whether you should throw us. By the way, our tears are really simple too, and somewhat inaccurate. I got to go fix them. But the point is, <laughs> that's the best way to go. Yeah, they're a little. They're not exactly 100 percent correct, but they're simple and they're laid out. So there's no billions of things. You're not going to get choice paralysis. You're going to see the one you like and go, oh, okay, I'm in. At that, support's different. Nobody's windmill slamming support. Like I have to support this guy in seconds. Yeah. Exactly. You, you think about it, like just judging by the sheer percentage of people that support versus don't. Sorry, right. I'm calling out every one of you tens of thousands of listeners. <laughs> there's, a, there's like two percent of you that are doing the hard work to support the show. That's right. So, just if you've been listening for a couple hundred episodes, you might like the show. Just drop us a buck. A buck. You know, a buck. A buck. A buck. It's different. It's different for support. It's different. It's it not is the different. same. It is different. We're not You're trying not... to make twenty million dollars. I'm just trying to play a couple I of video am. games. Yeah. To, to 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 bring you more delights. On there the you core. go. Right. How else are we going to hear about such things as Dune, Spice Wars, or Overwatch Two Beta? That was free. Never mind. Uh, Vampire Survivors, which was three dollars. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I sound like a real grifter now. I need <laughs> just drop a dollar so I can play three dollar <laughs> games. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I bought groceries with it. I, that money's meaningful to no, me. No, it is. I'm not making it is meaningful. It's like. I have bought groceries. I've paid rent with it. It helps my life. I got my sweet computer after 15 years. The support is huge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting Microsoft out of my apartment in five months. So, you know, help me out. Yeah. Rent has not gone down in the last three months. I can, or three years. I can tell you that. So uh, think of John, think of Bo and his, and think of me. Think of us all. 
when you head to patreon.com slash core show. All right, before we get out of here, a quick couple of mentions. Frogpants.com slash core is the place to go hang out and find all the stuff you're missing, old episodes, whatever. Uh, links to our Discord, all of it's there. So go check that out. If you want to follow us on Twitter, core pod is for the show. John's at John underscore Jagger. I'm at Scott Johnson. Bo is at Bo Schwartz. And now, some words of wisdom from each of us, except me. So let's start with John. John, what do you want to say to the people before we go? Uh, hey, everybody. We had a real great time here tonight. Yeah, um, and I thank you for being here with us. You know, while we were reflecting on letters of your, it's important to always remember to you know consider the source. When you're reading a letter, think, is this letter propaganda? possibly perpetrated by the CIA government to spread misinformation. That's just one of many considerations that you should take into account whenever you, I don't know, read your video game magazine. Hmm. That's good. No, this is actual words of wisdom. I'm impressed. All right. I'm glad I came home from Vegas for this. Is hey. that letter going to be in the show? Because that's going to make no sense if we don't put that letter in oh, the show. Oh, 100% will be in the show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So don't skip anything is what we're saying or else what John just said makes no sense. Uh, you go back and listen if you didn't. Uh, Bo, Can't would you confirm. would you like to add any uh, wisdom words? Uh, I don't know. I just got it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a callback. I like that. We did that last week. All right, that's it, everybody. Thank you for listening, watching, and uh, supporting the show. We appreciate it. We'll be back next week with more. Go play a game. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Hello, China. 